Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, good morning, sunshine. Good afternoon, sunshine. Good midday, sunshine. Who doesn't like being called sunshine? Even your dog likes it. If you wake up and you look at your dog, you go, good morning, sunshine. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> All right, let me do this first, because as I record this, I have to flip over and give this show a plug. Um, okay, so I'm doing a show on December 18th which is a Thursday at 8 o'clock at the Lyric Theater, my favorite theater in the entire world. That's the truth. Oh, there's other, a lot of great theaters, but that it's at 520 North La Brea Avenue. That's enough. I don't want to give you too much. If you really want to go, you'll, you'll head over there. But it's a great theater. It's called Hilarity for Charity. It's uh, actually Nick Lipa, who takes pictures on the show, is heavily involved. And um, we're putting it together with, I'm sure, other people, but he's who I know that's involved, and um, it's going to be me, Justin Justin William, Justin, the Lucas Brothers, Blake Wexler, Josh Androsky, and there'll be some other comedians too, but um, okay, so that's, you know, it benefits Alzheimer's, 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 and they give a little money to people who can't pronounce words, all right, there we go, there's that. Did I do did I do that justice? Because I know Nick's probably listening. Come on, Thursday, it'll be so much fun. The great show, coolest theater in the world. Is that is that is that a, is that good, Nick? Come on! Come on! Oh, I didn't mean to yell. And then Um That took two minutes. I just gave that two minutes. Jeez. Wow. The Maui Comedy Festival. It's coming up. Come on, listen to my plugs. I listen to your plugs. What? The Maui Comedy Festival coming up in November. Well, the end of October through November. Oh, I'll be at Laugh Out Loud, a club I've heard a lot of great things about. Laugh Out Loud in San Antonio, Texas. Um, the uh, 2nd through the 5th of October. I'm excited about that. So... And then that big uh, Canadian tour in Montreal with me, Dimitri, Martin, and John Doerr. That I'm really looking forward to. Up Comedy Club, the 20th through the 23rd of November, Chicago. And then Philly, back for Thanksgiving week. The 26th, take off Thanksgiving, and then 28th and 29th. That was like a plug fest. Wow! 
And um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, there's a comedian that we talk about on the show today, but I spaced on his name. When we get there, you'll know what he did. His name's Ryan Brown, and he lives in New York. And uh, we hung out at a comedy uh, we hung out at a comedy club one night, but um, that's how, you know, so you'll, you, when you listen to the show, you'll know. Ryan Brown, tweet some nice things at him, all right? All right. You know, I followed Foxygen on Twitter, and I followed Mac DeMarco, and they didn't follow me back. I have a lot more Twitter followers than them. Tweet at those guys. Say, why haven't you followed Todd Glass back? Wait, I sound like Daniel Kino. Don't tweet at them, and I'm not redoing this opening. Do not tweet at them. I do what you want. But I don't, you know, remember Daniel? He'd always be like, follow me, follow me. Jesus, relax. Oh, what if Daniel listens? Oh, my God, I have to erase this. I have to throw my phone out. What if I get so nervous I threw my phone out the window? That's real funny, right? I forgot the most important thing. Kulop, our guest today. So much fun. I love her. I love her face. I want to just squeeze it. She's so goddamn adorable. And fun and silly and, you know, all, all the levels that I love to hang out with. Fun, silly, crude, sensitive, gentle. Love her. I don't think she's seeing anybody either. I do not think she's seeing anybody. And I knew she has, um, we talk about a documentary that she's working on. And I, well, you'll hear about it on the show today. I, I'm excited to see it. And you'll hear about it all on the show today. And uh, that's it. All right, everybody. Got the live show coming up. I'm going to stay over the live show. Oh, guess who's going to be doing the music at the live show? Uh, Lyricist Joe will be there. And also, unfortunately, Jake Adams will not be able to be there. So Chris Burden is going to be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, well, we'll talk about it on next week's show. All right, you're good. You are. Are you sure? Let it go. You know what movie I watched the other night when, when the stars aligned about the uh, two young kids that are dying of cancer? Um, holy shit. I was shredding my insides. It was so sad. But I don't know. Sometimes sad can be good because it can make you feel lighter. You know what I mean? You start... Does that make sense? You just... Not that I want to listen to other people's sad stories so I can feel lighter, but that isn't a bad outcome of it if you go, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you watch it. If you like a good, good cry, you got to watch it. But it's, it's pretty, pretty gut-wrenching. All righty. We'll talk about it on the next week's show. All right. You're great. I'm proud of you. You're going to do just fine. Right? Right. All right. Aristotle. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm super excited for the live show at the podcast festival. It's going to be awesome. Good to hear it. Oh, guess what? I forgot one more thing. I had to resend Aristotle another voice memo. I'm also doing, besides the 28th, doing the show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the podcast festival. 
I'm going to do the show the night before on the 27th. as an 8 o'clock show with some really, really great comedians. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then I'm going to sleep over. I'm going to get a room at the hotel. So there's that. And also, I'm in Lake Tahoe this week at the Improv in Lake Tahoe in Harvey's. Please come help me escape the boredom. It's awesome here and it's beautiful, but there's no pot. Come on, bring pot, we'll hang out. Don't bring pot, we'll hang out. Bring cake. All right. Aristotle rolling the jingle. Goodbye. Now entering Nerdist.com. I have such a hard time with your last name, so you just cool up to me. That's fine. You're my little cool up. That's fine. All right. V-Lysock. V-Lysock. Cool up. That should be the opening of the show. You're teaching me your name. I know you, and I love you. I and know. You're, it's but, a difficult But it's a hard name. name. And I already have a, you know, I have a, a brain aneurysm. You don't have well, an Well, I have a learning disability, but I okay. up it a little so people feel worse for me. <laughs> um, let's play you in proper. We're going to do the pre-show, but why don't you take your headphones off and then walk over to those stairs, and let's bring you in in real time. And uh, we'll, we'll do this one. And then you walk to the stairs, go down the stairs. We're actually making cool up. Go down back to the stairs. Well, I want to play you in like nice, even though we're going to do a pre-show. Okay. And we will do it on the first. Uh, no, we'll do it on the first round. So you'll just tell me when it comes. Okay, yeah. Okay, we ready, everybody in the room? Is it, is it through the house? Yeah, through the house. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. By the way, everybody agrees it feels like we've been away forever. And that's, we all talked about it. We're like, God, it seems like months. So Kulop is our first guest back after a long vacation. There's so much to talk about. It's going to be the longest pre-show we've ever had. And then we're going to take a break. And let me tell you something. Everything's going to be great. Can I have some reverb in my mic, please? And can we have reverb in? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kulop. the exact look I want on her face. Who here, everybody? Woo! We're going to shut up and let him play for you. <sighs> Take it home. How high can you go without me? Like, without like, get, just goes goes like, do 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 do. Just, just, I'm just curious. With that. How you doing? I. You got so excited. The I, look on your face, I loved it because you look like, yeah, that's what I want. I want you to be like excited. I. I'm. Thank you. Well, you look thank at a guy you. like that. Looks like he probably fucks girls at yogurt shops. <laughs> and then he. <laughs> you do, JJ. And then he <laughs> gets it for free. She gets it for free. <laughs> um, and then he, you look at him. He's like, oh, he's a nice little guy. Hi, my name is. And then he, and then he plays that uh, <laughs> the trumpet like a I like mean... a like a motherfucker. 
I need a new word for that. Oh, motherfucker's not a bad word, right? Yeah. It's, not, it, it's a fun word to say. It is a fun word to say. Well, people other have other fun words they want to say, which I tell them not to, so what if that's one? Well, that's if it is, a, I'll drop it out. That's not a fun word. Anybody could be a motherfucker. And why is that such a bad thing? Someone's got to fuck mothers. Yeah. Seriously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been here. You wouldn't have been here. Right. Well, they were, Oh, yeah, right. See? Right. Thank you. All right, so listen. Let me just do something where I'm going to do... I say myself every week. Pull, come on in for a second. Are you beckoning my tits? No. <laughs> They look nice. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. All right, here we go. Hold on. Let me get my drink. This is so unprofessional. I've never seen such a guest like this before. (laughs) Running around the room getting her drink. All right, listen. So here we go. I'm going to take a deep breath. We haven't been here in a while. So I am, I have this like energy running through me. Some stuff I feel like it might be boring because it's like, oh, I was in D.C. Talk, But we'll talk about everything. We'll take a break and then... We got something special for you. It's all good. I could not be happier that you're going to be here. You're a good energy, and we're co- we're all comfortable with you. Even though you're, you've only been on the show once before, you, we could tell you're like you you're you're a comfortable person to be around. Thank you. How's Scott? He's great. Is he seeing anybody? Me. <laughs> oh, he is every oh. night. Todd. Oh, cool. Okay. We're married. Um, no, no, because uh, my mom's in town and she likes to have fun. Um, <laughs> so here's who we have here today. Keaton's here, hasn't been here in a long time. He's hanging out. Nick is over there taking pictures if you hear the and then um and then JJ is over uh, hanging out. And then uh, Aristotle, good to see you. You look good. You got a new haircut. You got like everything's going good. And then uh how you doing, Jake? Doing good. You're doing all right? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. You, now I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard you have a, a new favorite band, the uh, Diary of Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Didn't you tell good. me that? Who, who, who did you say? Uh, my buddy Ari was showing me this band called Diary of Pizza. Uh, but what makes it funny is they did this, this radio the show. And then the announcer on the radio show, the host, after she had, well, that was Diarrhea Pizza. <laughs> from their hit song. You know what? I'll never forget that. Pepperoni Poop Face. You know what the worst part about me is? I'm a two George Carlin. I was going to go, did you prepare that? No. <laughs> I know, but then I realized, well, maybe maybe it's not as prepared as it's I thought. It's not that tough to find. Pepperoni Poop Face. Come on. Come on. What type of show do we have? Listen. Um... So, um, uh, what? Sure, we're glad Kulop's here. The show has a dog. What? You, yes, we're going to give Kulop all. We'll keep the pre-show short, so Kulop has a lot of time. The dog worries. Um, so let me just pull this over here. Let me pull this over here, and then nice and slow. Nobody's in a hurry but me. Go nice. Todd, I'm not going to tell you again. Hi. Oh, this we got. Todd. We got sent this. This in. is Martin calling from Sweden again. You might not remember me, but two years ago I sent a message to the podcast about how much Sweden loves you. You might not remember, but you should. <laughs> I've just listened to the three-year anniversary podcast, and I couldn't find one single mention of Sweden anywhere. Not one. Doesn't that seem a bit low? It seems odd considering all the money we've sent. You keep asking, where's the money going? Where's the money going, Todd? What are you buying with the money? Pussy? (laughs) (laughs) He was the guy who went, a pussy? It sounds so great. He's from Sweden. I'm very popular over Sweden. I'm going to do a podcast over there. Um, 
So, so, so th- there you go, young man. Uh, I was in D.C., and it was so much fun. You know, I'll give that club credit. You know, when you, you, sometimes you're at a comedy club, and you watch them switch over the audiences, and they're in a panic. And you go, they do this every week. D.C. looks like they do it every week. They, had, they did 13 sold-out shows in three days because I was doing shows in the Little Room, and then there was another comedian in their main showroom, which is about 300 people. I was in the Little Room that holds about 75, which I love. No, that's your jam. It's, you, it's, ma- you made it work for you, I'm sure, with the lighting and the fabrics. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? You don't have to say fabrics. It sounds so feminine. Uh, what I like I to mean, call it is brick material. <laughs> I don't know. Um, With the uh, uh, rugged uh, potato sacks and yeah. jeans. <laughs> no, I did. I had them put some black tablecloths on the tables. Yes, you did. I thought about it two weeks before I got there. I went, yeah, if you walk into that room, it's lit low, black tablecloths. And then in the other room was, I'm, I'm spacing on his name right now. Darren Carter. Darren Carter, the party starter, went to the Red Robin, got a hamburger. Anyway, so, uh, so, and so there were four shows every night. Two in the main room, two in the little room, and they did it seamlessly. And they're great, and I and I they're they're, they're just and the crowds, they're just. I said this on stage, but I meant it. Like I would, they, they they look like I want the people to come out to see me look nice. They they're sweet and they're kind, and they can be harsh, and they like vulgarity, but they also like sensitivity, and they they just seem like good people. I, I told them I wanted to mush all their faces every night, and I did. I really did. They were really really cool. And then, this is so stupid, but I have to bring it up. You know, like tour buses? Mm-hmm. How there's all these different rooms in a tour bus? Compartments. Yeah, why not make a, a loft tour bus? Right? Completely cavernous. Open, all open. You can divide it with if you need to with different things. Mm-hmm. But with when you shoji walk, screens. Everything just open. Be, fake beams on the, on the roof. <laughs> like, make it look like a fucking loft. God damn it. Why do I have to think of everything? I'm so sick of it. Um... Well, anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. No, I don't want to talk about it more. What? No, stop it. You said that last week. Aristotle does not have dead people under his house. That's so, it's so doggish of you. <laughs> Childish. All right, my show is not doing well right now. Um, so the tour bus thing. I have an idea in New York City. I want you to really tell me something, Kulop. Okay. Like. Tell me if you think this is a good idea. I'm obsessed with it. I'm so obsessed with it, but I'd rather someone take the idea because, you know, when you say things, I don't want to be one of those people that overreacts. Oh, you shouldn't tell anyone your ideas. Everyone might take them. Well, you have to tell somebody or you're never going to get anything done. Um, But this is more of a concept. I don't know where to start. Okay, New York has a lot of trash all over the streets. Depends where you're at. Certain areas, the area I was staying in, the East Village, which I love. It's just such a very warm a lot of cool little places, people walking around. Everything everyone says about New York, you know, I know. It's like, okay, we get it. But you know what? I don't live there. I love walking out of my, uh, you know, uh, well, I, I wasn't in a hotel. I was in my friend my friend Ingrid. Oh. I have a hard time saying her name, Ingrid. Uh, she was away for a month, and she let me stay in her place. So I went to do the Daily Show. Thank you very Ooh. much. about serious things. Boo. Here's an Emmy. There's an Emmy. Throw away these Emmys. Did he give you one just for being there? Oh, God. It's so great. Don't stop. (laughs) Here's an Emmy. There's an Emmy. It makes no sense. (laughs) Here's an Emmy. Here's an Emmy. Did he give you one for just going up? 
What did he say when I walked out? I don't remember. His new book is called The Todd Glass Situation. A bunch of lies about my personal life and a bunch of true stories about my 30-year career in stand-up comedy. Please welcome to the program the very funny Todd Glass. Oh, you don't, you don't got to play the whole thing. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something about it. I was very nervous. I was, I was anxious to do the show, a little bit nervous, but I was also thinking that's because you're doing something different. And... There's not that many things, at least for me anymore. Letterman would be a, a badge of honor, but if I had to pick the only show that's on, you know, television right now that I would want to do, it would be that show. So I was really happy. Simon and Schuster did that, and uh, um, so I was very happy. And I will tell you one thing about John Stewart, and I didn't realize it till later. Um, when he's interviewing you, he's one fucking hundred percent there. Really? Yeah, he's there. And I realized it afterwards. I go, oh, that's why. I was comfortable. He's right there. He's not, you know. So, so you, you after when I got off, when I when I finished, I was like, oh, okay, that's why he was there. Like whatever I talked about, he he was right there. So when when I was done, he was able to to further that, which I guess comes from years of experience. But um, he certainly was good at it. And it was a lot of fun. That's and then, so exciting. It was that's huge. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, um, uh, I went out to dinner, and I didn't have any pot, and I wanted pot, and I'm going to learn this person's name. Wait a second. They're in my phone. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but, but so we went out to dinner, and uh, I was there with my uh, ex-friend. Ex-friend. It sounded like on the Jon Stewart show that we were just still together, and we're not. But, um, but we're, still, we're still very close, as I've talked about on the podcast before. He was nervous before the show. He didn't want me to. He goes, don't mention my name. I don't want my friends from Florida to find out. <laughs> And he's ninety nine percent serious. It's so funny. He knows it's ridiculous. That's why it's so funny. But um, we went out to dinner, and I didn't have any pot, and I, I wanted a little pot. So I so I texted, I tweeted, "If you have any pot, bring it to me." And this comedian uh, showed up, and it was like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" I was like, "Give me a big hug." We gave him a big hug. I've already mentioned his name in the opening of the show. Yeah. But um, so that. Then I had a little bit. It was great dinner outside a pot of New York. Cherry just came <laughs> to you. <laughs> and. Um, so, so the whole the whole thing was a lot of fun, and then the oh the trash in New York City. Yes. Okay. Don't try to figure out how I would do this, because then that's going to get in your way. Just figure out it's been done already. Matter of fact, you're going to know I'm lying. But the best way to find out sometimes if the concept is good without letting people get in the way, how would that happen? Is just tell them it happened already. So may pretend, although now you know. Like I come to you, I go, did you see what they're doing in New York City? It's so cool. Okay. What are they doing? Well, you know how all the trash is out there? Yeah. It doesn't fix it 100%, but God damn it. it like, I, know, I was there, and I'm like, I turned to my friend. I'm like, what is this? He goes, oh, Google. So Google uh, or, or has hooked up with, um, I think, Glad Trash Bags. Okay. And a lot of the problem in New York City is, and this is why I think it fixed it, is that people buy cheap trash bags just because, you know, you're trying to cut corners. So they break open a lot, and there's trash mm. all over. So they give you trash bags. Now, but they're thick. They're like the thickest, best, you know, heavy duty. Like when you go to Home Depot and you're working yeah. on a construction site and you have those type of. Yeah, you can fill it with rocks and it yeah, won't break. They're those. But outside, there's like during Halloween, there's like pumpkins on them or it could be leaves all over. There's all different ones. Oh, decorative Or ones. happy faces. So if you see like 30 trash bags, they're all piled up, but they're all yellow and they have happy faces on yeah. them. Yeah. So it's sort of like making the trash into art. Okay. And it, it, says, it said uh, uh, Google on them, but it wasn't like gigantic where then that turned into trash. It was tastefully like the size of a bumper sticker. But you walk up and down the streets now, and it's, it was like really – it made it a lot better. 
Does yeah. that sound okay? No, now you know I made like, that up. It sounds like because I love Christmas and I love blow up Christmas uh, uh, art. Is it Christmas art? Decorative Thank you. stuff. So it's like that year round. It's funny you said Christmas because I thought even if one of the trash bags had like snowmen all over them. So so you I put mean, that it makes out. Sense. Yeah, or or Christmas lights that look like they're tangled up, but it's all around the outside of the bag, obviously photoed onto there. So I was telling everybody that, and by the end of the week, they're like, Todd, just, they, they got tired of hearing about it. And I said, I hope it's so fucking big, and I'm not going to give you guys anything. That's not, a, that's not a mature way to go forward with a concept, but still very upsetting. It's, it's still a way. Well, because I... I <laughs> it is a way. You know, that's a nice way to make you me know? feel good. It is a way. <laughs> what way? Well, I don't want to tell you what way. Um, so... I don't know. I want to work on that. I really do want to work on that. Um, what else do we have here? You're a man in the most masculine way that wants to make things beautiful. Well, I, you know what? I do. You, 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 someone's got to clean up New York. I would. I would look at the street and i go, I'm going to just start picking up trash. I can't take it anymore. And then I also get it's part of the landscape. I know it sounds weird. I'm going from one extreme to the other. I also get it's part of the the landscape of that area it's sort of so seedy but yet so beautiful yeah. but now now at the end of the day clean it the fuck up come on come on uh, but anyway there's that um scott you sent me in a poem uh about how you deal with autism and uh i think you're gonna like something we're gonna do with one of your poems mm, little tease um i got a question i mean this is a question from andrew i don't know if i'm prepared to answer it, but i'll give my layman opinion um you know how much is you know too much pot to smoke or he and I and you know how much can can you Yeah that's what that was his question how how much or can you limit yourself or can you how do you know when it's a problem and I you you don't smoke I right? don't smoke You don't smoke I don't I'm sorry I can't I thought add. the best way to do it would say to yourself cuz you know you have a problem you, you have to just say to yourself and also the older you get the more of a problem it is uh but you know you look at your family history and if you say to yourself well I'm not going to make up a number because that number might be different for you. But for me, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, you, uh, you say to yourself, can I smoke three or four days a week? Because mm-hmm. I was smoking seven days a week for a while. And I, first of all, I didn't, it was getting a little too much for me. Even I was tired a little bit here and there. And I said, let's see if I can go to three or four days a week. And I don't smoke during the day anyway, but that doesn't take work. So to uh, Andrew, give yourself a limitation on it and see if you can follow it. If you say to yourself, I'm going to smoke six days a week. And at night, and you can't do that, well, then right there you caught yourself, you have a problem. If you go, I can't even quit one night a week. So why don't you start out by going, whatever works for you. Just give yourself a cutoff and go, if you can't adhere to that, then you have a problem. Because the thing is, a lot of people that, you know, they have a real problem with that, and they go, I'm just going to cut it back. Look, there's a shit ton of people that go, I'm just going to smoke pot only, and then they can't. And right. if you have a problem, you, you, you can't, you, you'll, if you... You might by the time you're at the point where you're worried about it, you might already have a problem proving that you can't you have a problem. I mean my co host Howard Kramer on Who Charted, he um <laughs> has taken to uh, Wait, say that again. Say my co host and give her a bump 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 bum Go ahead, do it again. My co host on my podcast Who Charted, Howard Kramer. delightful <laughs> i uh, love that so would much. you mind i'm not joking around here can you put a little reverb in there and then we're gonna go to we're gonna we're gonna finish this don't worry uh what would you do if let's say you weren't with scott and you were with a guy and he and he when you took off your clothes he just he brought that like right to your vagina <laughs> and he and he did this 
No. <laughs> I thought he was. Hey, you know, I can't expect him to know what's in my mind. I thought he was going to do the bump of a bump of a bump of a bump. And that could not have been further from his mind. And that's why it was great. Well, he goes to yogurt shops and he meets girls and they Well, isn't it like incredibly dangerous for guys to just blow into a vagina, period? So having that trumpet. girls like it. Yeah, but a friend of mine told me. Okay, guys, I guess I know nothing about my vagina, (laughs) but I thought like you, it'd be dangerous to blow air into the vagina because, like, well, even lightly. I mean, but with the trumpet, though, aren't we really? (laughs) I know it's not going to be that lightly. Yeah, yeah, and like air could get caught and stuff. This is not my my. This is not as much as I love to talk about every subject. (laughs) A little limited. at least I admit it. So, God it's damn okay. it. You know I fucking hate it. God damn it. I got to read up on what women like in their I vagina. Mean, you... Don't they like when you punch them? They, no, that's what a friend of mine told me. They hate it. They hate it. Even what? in a fun way? No. Oh, like... With an oversized like boxing glove? Like you're here, giving you. props to the vagina? What? what? Like, oh, come here, you. Yeah, come yeah. here, you. Right. Jake gets it. Yeah. Come here, you. When I walked out, Todd asked um, that everyone compliment me and, and tell me that my vagina's fluffy, so... <laughs> I, I thought women liked that. I thought women liked that. Okay, let's get back to Howard Kramer and Howard his, and his Kramer. addiction that he has. I try to make more out of things. <laughs> Howard Kramer has an addiction, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it on the Todd Glass Show. No, well, genuinely, genuinely. Well, he, <laughs> I mean, he's gotten to the point where he'll come in and just, we have a segment called Blame It on the Weed. And Blame so it on the weed. weed. Yeah, yeah. And You can sing. Do that again. Watch with reverb how better it sounds. Okay. Blame it on the weed. Yeah, yeah. God. Come over here. <laughs> you want, want me to put some fluff on you? <laughs> I want to know. I really do want to hear about because I know that uh, sitting home is, um, uh, is Andrew. He really. I hope I'm answering your question, Andrew. Well, for Howard, I think it's just sort of starting to keep a record of things that he can blame the weed on and then just kind of looking at your ledger and seeing if that's okay right. for you. Like for Howard, um, he has a hard time reading um, shampoo and conditioner, and sometimes he'll double shampoo or <laughs> double conditioner. Well, that's not that bad really of a problem. Well, <laughs> I don't recommend. Him. They say your rock bottom is you don't like my friends in AA right now, and he said the other people tell their stories, and you go, God, my rock bottom isn't that bad. And the person there said, No, no, you don't. You'd be glad that you didn't have to hit that rock bottom. So for maybe, uh, although I still think it might be a little pompous of him to go to one of those A meetings. You know, someone, I drove over a family and I killed them drunk. He goes, I am double shampooing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should oh. probably call him now and tell oh, him to he stop. On, is he on his way to a <laughs> yeah, meeting? Well, it might make people nervous after him. Imagine if you're after him. I've been yeah. double shampooing. <laughs> oh, the guy's like, well, I'm not going to tell everyone I gambled I- away my kid's. College trust fund. Yeah, I keep eating too many waffles and they make me go to sleep. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't AB in a way. You know what? Sometimes when I get these emails, I think like on the show, like because it's easier for me to respond verbally, like we just did. I hope we did that a little justice. Look, I'm just saying that I think my addiction is food, believe it or not. So, so, and, and, it's just I'm, I have my weight under control, but I don't have my. I still eat very unhealthily late at night. My, yeah. my, that's you where work I work out a lot. Yeah, and that's where I get my empathy. And I, I'm so into not exerting myself. I figured it out 
why I go to the gym and, and like sometimes for two hours on the treadmill because I hate exerting. Well, listen, I hate exerting myself so much that I'd rather take three hours at a medium pace than fucking go hardcore for an hour. People go, you could do that in 15 minutes. I go, I don't want to. <laughs> now, if I had the type of job where I wasn't, a, because number one, I can do a lot on the treadmill. Now, uh, when I'm, most of the days it's an hour and a half. On the treadmill. For, uh, for the first maybe 40 minutes, I go like uh, just a heavy pace. And then I can make calls. I can, I can email, you know, verbally. If, I make sure no one's next to me on the treadmill. Yeah. I point that out every time because I won't be rude. If somebody sure. gets on the treadmill next to me, I'll either move to an empty row of treadmills. I will not talk loud on my cell phone. So I can get a lot done. But I have the time because of my type of job that I yeah. can. But anyway. Um, but I, I would imagine that. Uh, what was I going to say about the. Oh, yeah. So I really enjoy smoking pot. And I, I remember. Just thinking like, well, if you want to do it forever, you probably, you know, for me, it's not going to work if I do it seven days a week. So I said, can I do it three or four days a week? And I, I managed to do it. That just means once in a while when, you know, someone goes, do you want to smoke? And I go, eh, you know, I know I have a big weekend coming up. I'm going to smoke yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So maybe you should say the same thing, Andrew. And why don't you start with that and see if you can. And by the way, notice I'm not giving numbers because, hey, if somebody smokes seven days a week and it's working for him, I swear to God. We're all different. Doug and... Benson smokes all the time. And, and you he's know so what? sharp. He sh- you know, well, I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Why? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. But he kind of is, he, he is. He is. And he doesn't. He is. Uh, he is on time. He doesn't miss flights. He's professional. Every club that he goes to, they all say he shows up on time. He does his show. And even though offstage they think, like, you know, he might be, you know, obviously very, very high. They go, he gets up there. He does his job. He's he does listening. the right amount of time. Yeah. So so I, I made a cheap little joke, but I I have heard the same thing you're yeah. saying. So for different people, it's different. Um, I wish I could smoke during the day. The only thing I'm afraid to try, to be honest, because I don't – if it works, what? I'm afraid it might work. And then I don't want to smoke during the day. Just for me, uh, smoking when I run, it might be. I want to try it once so bad, but I'm not going to, I don't think. What have you heard? Have I you heard, heard it might other... be great. Really? Oh, then there I go, smoking all day. I hang out with Nick Lipa. <laughs> what else am I going to do? But you're running for three hours. I know. Well, but. What if you get lost? What if I. <laughs> 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 this is why we have women on the show we're very open-minded women are funny um we have a lot of women on the show who have we had on the show we've had uh, uh we've had jen kirkman jen kirkman chelsea peretti, chelsea peretti uh, alan Str- sarah silverman uh, alan strickland williams alan <laughs> we have to have alan back on the show i hope he hears that and he laughs and i hope he you know he, he, he sees you out and he starts a fight with you <laughs> at the playground after a comedy show. <laughs> All right, listen. I'm going to answer this one quick. We're almost to the bottom here. Um, someone asked me. They said they grew up in a very repressed household. They know that they like women. By the way, as far as bisexuality goes, look, this is just my opinion, but I have talked to um, my friend uh, Kevin about this. And I almost get a little pissed off at people that say no one's bisexual we're not doubting that there's a lot of people that are not bisexual that say they are because it's a lot easier than maybe saying they're gay, you know? Mm. So they go with that first. Okay, we know that exists, mm-hmm. but in their heart of hearts, they, they, they start figuring out maybe they're gay. We know that exists. I'm not, it's not an argument over is it all that or is it all this. That exists. They are probably gay, but they say bisexual. And then there are fucking people that are bisexual. 
That's like when someone says nobody's completely straight. Stop fucking saying shit like that because, and you know, it's usually a very flamboyant person. No, there's no such thing. Everybody's a little. No, they're not. Because I know I have no, you know, I have no desire. To... <laughs> she's, she's holding her breath open. Does this help? <laughs> Maybe a little. Let me see. Maybe huh? you know, pull it off. Huh? Come on. Let me have huh? some fun. Huh? Who am I? What? <laughs> would you get naked in front of your dog? See, honestly, if you had a dog, would you get naked? In front I have of... a dog and I, I, he has seen me naked. So what are you afraid of me for? Oh, do you want me to get naked? Well, I'm, right I'm just like a dog. What do I care? <laughs> I feel like he'll run away and we'll never see you again. No, stop it. Oh, stop it. No, come on. You, don't, stop begging. That's disrespectful. All right, I don't like this, this joke. I don't, don't, stop it. Seriously, the dog's rude. Um, so, so, uh, so Bisexuality. I, so I think there are people that are, I think there are people that are 100% this or 100% that. You know, either yeah. straight or gay, obviously. And then there's people all over the gamut. I think that it would widen people. See, it's not. I love Scott, but if I wasn't with Scott, I could see dating a girl. And so it you're make so you're me... bisexual. Sure, I'm omnisexual. Whatever. Right, right. <laughs> it's a sliding scale is the, the sort of the term I've heard. And I think if there was no shame, see, for, for me, I I had a girl blow me once. In case my sister in law listens, um, and uh, but that didn't make me that didn't make me bisexual. That was just something that happened. But if there was no shame in it. Then probably a lot of people would have experiences, but there's a little shame. So if you're, I'm, I'm throwing out weird terms, but you know what I mean. If you're 10% gay, in this society, why deal with it? You know what I mean. But yeah. as we get become more and more open, there's no doubt anybody that could predict anything in the near future. It's going that way where there'll be someone. Yeah, in high school I had an experience. It won't be shamed. And then you go. Yeah. But then I realize that I like women more. I realize I like men more. Whatever it is. So so. But but he asked this because he grew up in such a repressed house. For some reason, without knowing the details of it, he's starting to wonder. But the way he wrote the email, he genuinely likes women, and I believe him. Uh, but how does he know that he might not like men too? And I, I think I can answer that question easily. Somewhere in your stomach, you know. Mm. You know what I mean? You know. You get like a stomach ache when you're near that person. If Maybe you didn't think of it to be that easy. Maybe you heard this now. and You, you know what I mean by a stomach ache of like good stomach ache. You're, yeah. like, you're near someone and you or, – or if your arm touches their arm a little bit, something happens. Yeah. You're get, if, if that's not there – even if you grew up in a repressed household, you might uh, repress it outwardly. But I think no matter how much it's repressed, deep down, you'd be able to feel those feelings. So you might just be you, – you might not be. I think I just sort of gave you a little test to try to – did you say yes to any of that stuff? So th th I hope I answered that good for you, okay? Um, right? Yeah. And I'm telling Scott you're cheating on him. I, but I'm not. Well, I'll tell him anyway. Well, why Give me a hundred bucks or you should get – Why are you starting shit in my marriage? Because <laughs> – Huh? Because. You were at my wedding. Why would you do that? I was at your wedding. Yeah. Shut I don't go to that many weddings. Yeah. I should edit this out because friends I went to high school with, I don't go to their weddings. <laughs> Yours was cool. We took, Thank you. Did I, it was it near the... We, Union Station, downtown. I think, I think we took the train there. See? That was a good idea. Thank you. you got it. You, you, your wedding was really cool. Thank you. And I'm pretty... So if you had a problem with our wedding, that was the time to say something. Now you got to shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> For, forever hold your peace. Um... All right, we're almost there. The podcast festival, there, there's gonna, it's coming up, and and it's the twenty second, twenty eighth, the twenty eighth, and ours is at two o'clock. We're going the night before and hanging all night long. I'm getting a hotel room. Oh, fun! Are you going to be there? Yeah, we're doing a show Saturday at two o'clock. Are you, you? But you're not going to stay over. I didn't think to do that. You should. It'll be so much fun. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I'm serious. Okay. Like, why not? 
It's so Saturday night, right? hanging around a good. All those people are so nice that hang out. But all the people that come to the podcast, those those people are usually really cool, so they're fun to hang out. Yeah, with. they are. And Doug Benson will be there. Yeah, um, that sounds like fun. Um, I heard that. I don't know if it's true or not, but a uh, 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 dog shit pizza is going to be there. <laughs> what are their names? Diarrhea pizza. Diarrhea pizza. I said I'll never forget it. Already, I did. <laughs> Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. There, there, there's going to be a code we're going to give where if you can't make it to the podcast festival, they're going to live stream it, and there's going to be a price. I don't know what it is yet. The price is $25 to live stream it, but if you use the code, then it's $5 off. So oh, we're, we're that's gonna... a huge discount. Yeah. <laughs> it's 25%. 20%. It, oh, no, well, it is. 20 is fair. How about nineteen ninety nine? Anyway, I hope Grandma would find you, and he hits you over the head with a... With a, with a, with a Something. Shovel? Something. No, that's too mean. Just a, a light. Something nice. That like, you're, a do- like, something a you're, no, oh, like a dong? No. It sounds like you're going to do a good thing now. Like, yeah, like a bag of leaves. Ah, because <laughs> is here. How about New York City? Picture the leaves all over the outside of the bags. All right, listen. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good idea. Someone out there is listening. One person listens to our show, or maybe 10, going, you know what? Yeah, he's fucking right. Or email me. We'll hang out. Um, okay, hold on. So the, you'll be able to watch the, the, the podcast for $20. Next week, I'll give you the, all the information for that. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, or possibly you heard on this intro. Oh, you're right. That, that, that's actually right, Jake. Um, oh, it's Amanda's. Uh, oh, I bet Ian. Ian loves Amanda so much. Well, I guess because she's so smart. In that email, he really talked about how smart she was. Uh, how much he loved her, and she's smart, and how proud of Ian's. Oh, Ian is so proud. Oh, Amanda, a smart Amanda. Oh, oh the, the intelligent one. Amanda, sure, intelligent sure. Amanda. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Smart Amanda. Happy Hold on, hold on. Let's do it right. Ian, more reverb, please. Ian, this is from you to Amanda. Before we go in for the close, um, what's this? It's the political correctness thing. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, you know what? Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll uh, – I want to talk about uh, Joan Rivers a little bit. I'm sure you would be happy to talk about I her. Would. I have so much to say. Uh, you know, just just good things, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what if I went – I didn't like her joke about the <laughs> – um, So anyway, I am constantly trying to figure out – I think we got through everything. It's amazing. How long have we been going? 45 minutes? 35. Did you have braces when you were younger, Aristotle? Yes. How did you know? Are they crooked again? No, they're straight. No, why would I say that? They're, you're not, you have very beautiful teeth. Thank you. Get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> um, 
so I'm always trying to figure out different ways and uh, to find, you know the whole thing with the political uh, oh everyone's so PC everyone's so PC. Somebody sent me this in. Uh, Zach sent this in, and it's a gentleman by the name of Stuart Lee, and uh, I fucking love him because he said sort of what I try to say, but much, much, much better. Is that did yeah. I say that right? Much, yeah. much better. He 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 the the. Well, I'm going to let him say it first, and then we'll talk about it. But I was so – you know what? The, the feeling of having somebody say something that makes you breathe easier, it's so amazing. And you know what? I wanted to say that to the John Stewart show. There's been so many times that I've been so – even as an adult, I can only imagine what children feel sometimes when, you know, uh, so, so, so just bottled up with somebody doing something, so, such a you know, horrible, egregious act of unfairness. And then the John Stewart show comedically – makes that person look like a buffoon. And I don't mean where the other person... Look, I've seen someone I love get in a debate with someone else. Neither one of them want it. Even though I want it, but I, that would be lazy for me to go, hey, John Stewart, do it. No, but I'm talking about when there's no... When they, when they comedically fucking slap the living shit out of the opposing view. Yes. When they just take it and you just fucked with a prize fighter and they go, boom, and they punch it. And they punch it and they fucking drive it home it's like a motherfucker. So satisfying. So satisfying. And everyone's so worried about you know their their eternal life, and I've I've said this on the show before. What if your eternal life is your words? Whatever you say here, if you say things on this pod, on any radio show or any podcast, or if you're a speaker or if you're a politician or if you do the news, and your words make children breathe easier. Now will they come out of your mouth later when they re-listen to it? Well, then we know people that have oh my god, great eternal lives. Am I saying the word right? Eternal lives. Because their words will constantly – That, by the way, that's not hocus-pocus. That's not like, wouldn't that be great? No, th- that's real. This shit will be replayed. And what if that was it? Yeah, you just hope you say good things because that's your uh, eternal life. Well, people, people aren't writing books as much, and that's and everything that goes out on the internet, no matter if you erase it, will always be there. Right, so the people that say good things – We'll have great eternal life. It's Carl Sagan. It's him playing the right. record. That's what has what we do right now. That's how we're recording ourselves so, and who we are. So guys like John Stewart and that show, I don't think it's just comedy. I think it, it's brilliant. It can be silly. It can be, and a lot of people get confused here. And uh, this was uh, through a conversation with my nephew. Some people might say that, like, well, what about guys like Steve Martin? They don't. They're not social and political. They're still not on the wrong side of it. They just choose not to be political or social. They just choose to be brilliant in their silliness or brilliant in what they do. They were still brilliant. Steve Martin is brilliant, even though he chooses not to do, you know, a lot of those comedians that are just silly, but they're not on the wrong side of it. They're just not taking any side of it. They choose a different type of comedy, which is brilliant. But, you know, guys like Jon Stewart and guys like everybody that writes on that show, yeah, I, you know what? It's more than just fucking comedy. It really is. And the I wanted comedy to- is a delivery service. Uh-huh, to make and for it, a greater a greater message and it's funny before it's preachy but god damn it is it good that's the best way it should be so anyway this is Stuart Lee who made me breathe easier and I just think he said it so well um, he asked the audience first who thinks we're a little too PC I'm always afraid to do that because then when people applaud you sort of pointed them out where they are and now they know you're attacking them as opposed to if you just do the bit they at least get to sit there silently as you comedically you know, rip their opinion to shreds. He did ask, and I liked that he asked. Um, so here we go. It really worries me that 84% of this audience agree with this statement because the kind of people that say political correctness gone mad are usually using that phrase as a, a kind of cover action to uh, attack uh, minorities or people that they disagree with. 
I'm of an age where I can see the difference that political correctness has made. When I was four years old, my uh, grandfather drove me around Birmingham where the Tories had just fought an election campaign saying, if you want a nigger for a neighbour, vote Labour. And he drove me around saying, this is where all the coons and niggers and jungle bunnies live. And I remember going, being at school in the early 80s and my, uh, Pause it. my teacher... Okay, look, it's, it's, I, can, I, I was going to say, you know, maybe I'm overstating this, but I think it's very important, very important right now. For even if a friend of a friend listens or someone listening to the show thinks it's, you know, well, imagine by now if they don't agree with me on this, they stopped listening a, a year ago. But a lot of times it's hard to give people examples on what, when they said it was politically correctness, and then years later it just looks like decency. You know, it doesn't look like they were being PC that you couldn't use the words he just said. They go, well, that's not fair. Even someone that uses the word gay as an adjective or retard as an adjective is sitting here going, oh, my God, no, I, that's atrocious. But you wouldn't have thought it was then. Now you can because we've become – don't believe me, the same exact fucking argument was used for the words you're fighting for now. Even though you're sitting here – and I know someone that uses the word gay and retarded. I'm saying it again in my head to get it right. Is sitting here and they just heard the words that came out as men go, whoa, don't compare that to that. Yes, it's only because time has passed that when we hear that. And in 30 years, that's what's going to hear like when retarded comes out of people's mouths and gay. It's the same running thing, and I'm repeating it because I don't take for granted that everybody listens to every show. And also someone said that's the way the other side gets people to believe what they believe in. They repeat it. So I'm fucking mm-hmm. repeating it, and I'm repeating it proud. Is that any time there's a running theme to what he just said, it's just using people's being as an adjective is the guts of it. Okay. And then, again, with the PC, people think, is there a downside to it? Is there a downside to it? And what I love about what he says is there is a downside to it, but it's worth the price. When he read the register, instead of saying the name of the one Asian boy in the class, he would say, is the black spot in, right? And um, all these things have gradually been eroded by political correctness, which seems to me about, uh, to be about... Uh, My uh, rides here. My rides here, though. <laughs> I think Aristotle won. God, uh, I didn't want to stop it. I, I saw I it, right it a while ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think I do believe Jake. Uh, okay, go ahead. So go ahead. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. When he says what the teacher said, I don't even know that expression. I've I imagine, never heard that expression before, and I've heard many expressions. But I, but I can imagine the sentiment of a lot of people was it was probably a term that was just sloppily used going, oh, my God. No, I don't hate Korean people. I don't hate Chinese people. That's just a thing you say. Sound familiar? Oriental, yeah kind of institutionalized politeness at its worst and if there is some fallout from this which means that someone in an office might get in trouble one day for saying something that someone was a bit unsure about because they couldn't decide if it was sexist or homophobic or racist it's a small price to pay for the massive benefits and improvements in the quality of life for millions of people that political correctness has made it's a whole, it's a complete lie yeah. that allows the right, which basically controls uh, uh, media now and international politics, to make people on the left that are concerned about the way people are represented look like they're killjoys. And yeah. you've been, you've been uh, sick, I, I, really I, sick. I, I, <laughs> so, hey, he just said it. I, I never was able to articulate the part that I thought that he really, that I thought, oh, good, okay, yeah, if there is a downfall. Does that mean once in a while that somebody says something that's not... Uh, racist it's not fucking homophobic and god damn it they get in trouble I, to me what he's saying is yes 
See, because to me, that's the defining moment where someone thinks you're going to say no. Does sometimes, can, can somebody be too sensitive? Can somebody say something that's not wrong and they get attacked for it? And you expect them to go, no. He says, yes, but that's not the norm. Overwhelmingly, the majority of the time, it's atrocious behavior that needs to be stopped. And sometimes somebody gets a spanking that shouldn't get one. But overwhelmingly, that's not what fucking happens. I love the example of when they shouldn't get a spanking. Like, what's the example? Usually when somebody says something derogatory, it's like... Well, when somebody says something here, and I like that I'm saying this, maybe somebody gets something, says something ironic, or they get something that really is, and and, and someone doesn't understand it. Okay, but what he's saying, he's agreeing on that. He even said that. But that's a small price to pay for the overwhelming amount of time it gives someone their dignity back. So that's the... he's saying it's Yeah, so anyway, I'm glad that he said that. And you're... uh, I'm so I don't even see religion. I don't see sex. Like, be honest with me, and I don't know. I'm, I swear to God. Are you a girl? Yeah. See, I don't even know. I don't see I sex. I know. I know. I don't see sex. Are yeah. you honestly a girl? Are you attracted to me? You seem nice. <laughs> 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 oh no, no! I didn't even mean it that way. I meant it. You know, you ever like? It, it sounded like I was getting out of the way of saying, "Are you attracted to me?" I'm like, "Oh, you seem nice, like a lazy." <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I am, I am a woman. I, see, I don't know. I don't see color. Yeah. I don't see black. I don't see white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see anything. Well, you're an amazing person. <laughs> do you really mean that? I do. Do you know what I am? Do you know if I'm a guy or a Yeah, girl? you're a guy. You're a white guy. How do you know that? Because oh, you I, see. You see. see. Yeah, you're not yeah. like me. Yeah. Okay, listen. Here's the last <laughs> thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to take a break and get some fresh air, and oh, it's going to be so silly, Kulap. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. What do you think about my trash bag idea? I think it's it's an idea, and I support you and <laughs> all that you do. <laughs> I knew you were mad at me. Take that part out where I said uh, I think you're nice, because I want to add something else in. Let's redo it. Ask me again. Do you mind? Is this unprofessional? I don't mind at all. Ask me again. Are you attracted to me? Well, you'll edit this out, right? Okay. Well, okay. Uh, one, two, three, five, two, three, one, go. Are you attracted to me? You fucking bet your sweet tits I am. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your sick sweet tits I am. Sick tits. They're sick and sweet. They're sick tits. That's what you do when you get free food from the McDonald's drive-thru because you play a song on your guitar. You get your food, you go, sick tits, dude. All right, listen, let's do the last thing, and then we're going to take a break. Um, oh, I like this comment. Can you read this, Jake? Seriously, the part that's circled. I just Someone sent it, and I thought, who sent that? G.J. Miller. I, sometimes it's just ways to say what we've already said, but cleaner. This is from Martin Luther King. Oh, it's from Gary Miller. Gary Miller. Mm-hmm. Gary Mann. Go ahead. We will have to repent in this generation for merely for the vitrilic. Oh, man. Be better. Vitrilic? Is that a Yeah. Okay. Uh, words and actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. Martin Luther King, Jr. Yeah, that's right. Vitriolic, maybe. Oh, you want to read here? You read it. I. That's a. Yeah, that's. Do you want to take? You want You want to leave yours in, or do you want to take it out? Uh, Who I am as a person. (laughs) 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 Well, see, I agree. Like, (laughs) 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 I can't read it all. You should see me here during the podcast during the day asking. You know, it's like I'm so opinionated and so you know I'm like they should do it this way, they should do it that way. I don't understand. Jake, how do you spell umbrella? Because you're human. Thank you. That's why I think he should leave it in. I didn't know if he was. Yeah, leave it in. Good. Let me. You put a little reverb. Can you give a little learning uh, still? Little, you know, something nice. Okay. Can you read it? Yes, I can. Okay, go ahead. 
we will have to repent in this generation, not merely for the vitriolic words and actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. Martin Luther King Jr. Was he black? Yes. I, did, I swear to God, I didn't know. What do I give a shit? Okay, let's talk about Joan Rivers. Yes, please. First of all, I learned that you don't have to whisper when you talk about Joan Rivers. That's not what she would want. Mm-hmm. I was watching some show where the whole cast thought they had to go, Joan was. You know, uh, yes, there are times for that. I know, um, you know, when my dad died, there was a period where you just didn't feel. But I, uh, you know, did you ever meet her? <laughs> we go over one excuse the thing. Did you ever meet Joe Rivers? I, no, I didn't. You, you, Sadly, no. Well, I did. <laughs> um, you, 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 you. <laughs> I met her. She was a nice lady. Me, me, and uh, three friends used to direct. This is not a big run-in, but that's. Uh, and then I'll. This is not the only story I have, but it says how long you will remember just. One little cool moment. We would, I sat people at the Valley Forge Music Fair, which is like a 3,000 in the seat round amphitheater. And sometimes we'd go outside, I would do like traffic, where I would direct traffic. And we thought, we, I thought I was so cool. Because I wore like a vest and I would have a, a, a flashlight with an orange, you know, with a cone on the end of it. I would like stop people. And then I was supposed to alter the, I was supposed to take traffic from the right and traffic from the left and let it out one exit. But if, I, if someone beeped at me, I would make them wait and clear out the whole lot. <laughs> you know, Sorry, alternate. We do seven minutes each side. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joan Rivers, uh, we didn't know it was her, but a, but, a, but a limo pulled in, and she pulled up to us. Now, me and, I know two of the people still that directed traffic there. We don't see each other that often, but we all have different versions of it. But all the versions were as Joan Rivers opening her window because they were looking for where the talent goes. Uh, and uh, she referenced herself as a whore. <laughs> She's like, where's the hook again? You know, and, and we're like, Joan Rivers, we saw Joan Rivers. And she just like was just like a, like a ball of fire in the back, just... And we laughed, and we all tell that story. Everyone has a different version of it. What made me just when I look at that? Do you see the documentary on her? I love that documentary. It may, I mean, ah, I don't know. It just um, it moved it moved things inside of me. The the, the jokes, the the the, the cabinet. Yes, yes, her file of jokes. That to me, uh, first of all. If I had Bill Gates type of money, that'd be mine. Yeah, like a Dewey Decimal System oh, sort of sh- library system jokes. No, I mean, I would have yeah. hers. Yeah, oh, I would hers. have hers. You would purchase hers. Oh, I don't care what it would cost. Oh I would have yeah. that. That is, that is wow, yeah. amazing, yeah. the soul, the thing. And she, was, she shouldn't have existed. She's a, she was a fucking powerhouse. I love when everyone says she was, yeah, you have to give her extra credit because she did pave the way for women. That was the, that was the extra. She fucking was just a great fucking comic. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. But there's no, there's no shame. Obviously, not only no shame, it should be mentioned that especially for women – and, and and to have guts and and and, and like you know Moxie. and just yeah and, and 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 she shouldn't have existed. She was she she it was too much. It was like it was like a made pretend. This fucking she's I just fucking loved that she worked and she was constantly writing jokes and 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 I remember I, looking at her like schedule and looking ahead and just like oh man yeah and and you know the thing about being sad about something like that like I was on the train when I found out and I and I. You know, uh, you know, I, I, I started to cry. And uh, the thing is, then you're all right a minute later. You don't have to act like that type of sorrow has to go throughout your day. And then 20 minutes later, you're out. But then when I think about it, you know, those people that try to make everybody's pain their own. So they're yeah. like, 
I have been really no. You you get upset and then it's you know it's it's and then and then you're okay. You do shows at night and you're fine. But sometimes I still think about it and go, God damn it, you weren't so fucking supposed to go yet. Yeah. Right now you think who is? Well, okay. sometimes people leading up to it, they know or they you know you know something about them or they they're addicted to drugs and you saw it coming. But like, just I'm like fuck. You're not supposed to fucking be dead yet. You're too goddamn. You're larger than life. You know, so um, this is I, I guess I knew when she was alive how amazing she was. And I, I was kept hoping that they gave her what they gave Don Rickles. I even I swear to you, I said this or I wouldn't say it. But I was like, if she doesn't get one of those before she dies, I'm blaming whosoever fault is on her death. <laughs> but now after she died, I feel bad saying that. But not so bad. I don't repeat it. But um, so anyway, that's uh, that's all. That's a this lot. is the way Joan Rivers would want it: uncomfortable and no, <laughs> and, and no, no great climax at the end. Scott did um, in bed with Joan. Fuck. What? I'm je- You're okay. jealous. I hope I don't think my manager ever listens to the show, but I never ask them. I want to make sure I'm not overstating it. I never ask them, can you get me on that show? Most of it just sort of naturally happens. You develop yeah. a rapport with, with, for me, it happened with Jimmy Kimmel over the years. You know, you, and that sort of became a show you did. Or, you know, someone saw you at the improv one night. But I never called, would you get me on this? And I, I asked like five times and it ah. just wasn't happening. I saw that. Um, so Scott did that? Scott did it. And um, I think her on her, she on her own brought up my name and beautifully botched it. And oh. that will always be that will always be on the internet. That'll always be there for me. And and uh, did Scott come home and tell stories? Like he was like, how, were you excited to hear when he got I home was, how was, it went? I was excited. He came home with like um, Joan Rivers perfume and like a scarf. There was all this like Joan Rivers swag, and he had a great time. And I was just so happy that like I loved watching it. I loved watching them together. It was just and it was an, an about an hour, right? Yeah, about an hour. Oh, I was so cause, she uh, said my name. <laughs> even if she botched it, who gives oh, a I shit? Oh, I don't care. I mean, it's you guys know my name, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, Jesselnik, uh, Anthony Jesselnik did it too. That's the first time uh, I saw the show. Was I, Anthony Jesselnik was, was on it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you know what I loved, Anthony? You never know. Like, well, someone. Of course, in hindsight, you're like, like you know, Anthony would be like, of course, I fucking showed her respect, but you don't know. But you could tell, like, Anthony really liked her and showed yeah. her, like, God damn Deference, it, yeah. You know, Adam I, I, Pally's episode's really great too. Adam Pally, yeah, it's really good. I'm gonna go watch some of yeah. them. Yeah, but you know, you know what I think the reason it was easier for me to talk about other people when they died because I there's so much that you know that that I want to say I want to just like just like but I can't get it out because I but but I, there's a lot of passion inside of me that I don't know how to express it. That's how much it is, and I'm pretty good at expressing passion. But yeah. the, whatever's trying to come out of my mouth is just like. And, and you know what else it is? Maybe there's some part of it that I'm not saying. You know, they, they, they asked me if, you, if I wanted to call into the show when it happened. And I'm always hesitant to do that because you can look opportunist. And mm-hmm. what's, it, what's the word? Opportunistic. Right. Even though some people that call in, I don't think it's that way at all. When, when, uh, when um, uh, from, uh, when not um, well, what- Regis and uh, Kelly Ripa, when Kelly Ripa called in to talk about her, I was glad that she did. So I didn't think like, oh, look at Kelly Ripa picking up the phone to talk about Joan Rivers. No, I was like glad to hear her story because it was a great story. And she and she was, you know, they were they were laughing and then they were also sad and I was happy. So I thought, well, why couldn't I? But I was a little afraid because there was also anger coming out of me. And I thought it can't be wrong. It can't be wrong. And the anger was from the bullshit of the sexism 
hearing the stories of when she had to tell do her act in front of you know back in the day of uh, what was the I always forget the show like way before even my time what was that show called uh, where comedians came on and ba- bands came on he hosted the show oh, we got a big show uh, um we got uh, Ed Sullivan. Yes. There you go. Look at you. God damn it, Keaton. Keaton. And that they for made the win. they made her do the show her show in front of them in the office. And yeah. you know, even if every story isn't true, a big a big a big amount of them are true. And that also and I don't know the details behind this, so I think you can say anything you want if you preface it. Because it is very important to be fair about this. I don't know why Jay Leno didn't have her on in 20 years, and I really, really mean this. Oh, I'm going to go the other extreme and find out if there's not a good reason the way I'm going to react. But I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes when you have passion, which is about to come out of me, you hear the other side, and you go, oh, God, you feel bad for saying what you said. Because somebody tells you the other side, and it makes sense. There could be that. And I don't say – but it's not been said yet. I don't – I want the fucking answer. How's that from a fair way? I want to know why she wasn't on that fucking show. And okay. I think Jay Leno should go public with it because if he has an answer, he deserves it to himself. I don't care if Letterman was more my guy than Leno. He shouldn't yeah. be – because somebody took a, a, a god of comedy, a monster, a god, the largest goddamn presence on the planet of comedy – there's nothing larger on this planet. If we look at comedy, nothing fucking larger will ever grace this earth as she was fucking a monster of comedy. And you should want to explain why you didn't have her on in 20 years. Were you trying to be loyal to J- Johnny? Was there? Did you fight? And by the way, I swear to God, with no sarcasm at all, maybe if we heard the story, I'd call you the next day and go, cool up, I heard the story. Let's exact- hear it. If this pushes to hear it, let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, you, you know? should want to tell it because, yeah. because if you don't tell that story, it just looks like you didn't have that. And I know not everyone can do the Tonight Show, and, but she's not anyone. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to go. I'm going to say this also. I love David Letterman. I still love David Letterman. I don't believe he walks through his shows. I think his shows now are as great as if they're more obscure than any of the shows on. I fucking love his interviews. I love he's not afraid of silence. I love his opinions. I I fucking that I understand now what people meant about Johnny because it didn't mean that to me. Johnny just I knew Johnny was great, but god damn it that can be comfort television for me and it's funny and it's different, and it's weird and it's it's fucking as funny as any show uh, uh, that if he was just on the air for the first year, I love it. He didn't fucking have her on either for 20 years. So I don't know the answer. And then when that happened, when she died, that started to make me angry. Yeah. And then that Fallon had her on. First show? Was it the the first first show? show? I think it was. I'm not positive. Mm. So, but you know what? I did ask somebody that knew her pretty well. A friend of, uh, uh, yeah, a friend of a publicist. But, but I know there's a close connection there. And I said, does she know that everybody fucking loves her? This was about two years ago. Yeah. Does she really know? Because, you know, for, I think in the documentary, I didn't see the whole documentary, believe it or not. Um, she, uh, she, you it's know, because so people go up to Don good. Rickles all the time. Yeah. And, but I go, does she know that, like, he, he, and uh, she said yes. Okay. She does now. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. So, you know, that she knew that, like, yeah, like every comic was aware who Joan Rivers was, and God damn it. Anyway, so what do we do now? We don't have anything proper to play, but you got to pick a song that's sort of... You know what we'll do? We'll take a break. Anything else you want to say about her? 
No, you said it all. I'm going to go watch uh, Scott with her. Yeah, do it. This is the only time I wish people could look down and hear what you were saying about him. You know what I mean? And I don't know what, what we're doing. <laughs> but like we said, if your words are alternal, uh, your alternal, life, yeah. then if your jokes are the same thing, then she's going to be around for you know a long time. A very long time. Yeah. So. Uh, and you're going to be around for a very long time, and I will too. And... I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um, so how about – I found this song – and it's by, um, well, Jingle Rod Ju- Stewart. Rod Stewart, but it's an old, like it's old, long time, uh, 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 a very old song. It's just him. And people that are listening obviously can't see it, but he's like, looks like he's like in Italy, like in a little street, and there's like all these, you know, like old stone cement houses. There's a woman out on her porch, like a, looks like a little old Italian woman, like dressed, like sort of, you know how like they're not very fancy, like maybe yeah. she was just cooking and she's outside with like mm-hmm. a, like a cooking, what do you call that? Apron. Your apron on. And she's just sitting there watching him. Doesn't, he's not, I don't think he's famous at this point. And he's just down on this like little, the, gra- the, the, the ground and she's just staring at him and he's out there just singing. I don't know what for or what this was, but it's called Gaz, Gasoline Alley. So it has nothing to do with Joan Rivers at all, but it's a, it's a nice song, and, it, and it's what we're going to play. And then mm-hmm. we're going to take a break. We're going to get fresh air. And, Ga- uh, gasoline Alley? Yes, okay. Gasoline Alley. Okay. And we'll be back. Think I know now what's making me sad Yearning for my old backyard I realized maybe I was wrong to leave Swallow up my silly country pride Going home Rolling home down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Going home and I'm rolling home down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. When the weather's better and the rails unfreeze, the wind don't whistle round my knees. I put on my wedding suit and catch the evening train. I'll be home before the milk's upon the door. Going home. Rolling home down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Going home and I'm rolling home down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. When I'm caught up yonder and it's my turn to go, the way it runs cold in my veins. There's just one favor I'll be asking of you. Don't bury me here, it's too cold. Carry me home. Roll me on down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Carry me on, roll me on down to Gasoline Alley where I was born. Can you do something nice for Joan? Nicer. Joan Rivers, you piece of shit. I was looking at all this different stuff. Mac DeMarco, I told you about that. There's somewhere Mac DeMarco does something live out of his house. That's what I like. Because sometimes people look at other work and they're like, Todd likes this. The work that I saw was he was, they're like doing a live feed, but it's like in their house and there's people on the stairs. And I, th- I, really, I really liked it. And then Foxygen, go find them. I like their video too. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm very hip when it comes to music. Good. 
It's so nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? Howdy, how do you do? Hello, good day. Now that we're together, learning so much fun. That Rod Stewart song. I think I could. Give me some reverb. Because he was just like, I know that I. Like anybody, that sounds like. Could you tell it was me or him just then? <laughs> can you give me a little? Can you give me something nice? Okay, I'll close my eyes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Play Rod Stewart's first, and then I'll try to see if I can do. Oh, now what's making me sad? Yearning for my old backyard. Okay, stop it. Hungry. Let me hear it again. <laughs> Think I know now what's making me sad. Yearning for my old back. I think I know now. <laughs> okay, that was you. <laughs> oh, you knew. I was really going to try, too. I think I know now. I think I know now. I don't think that sounds good, by the way. No, if Daniel was here, he'd be like, now, do you really think that sounded like you were singing good? No. Where is he? He's, uh, Where's Kina? He's in a happier place. <gasps> Pasadena. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what I don't want to forget to talk about? Because then uh, you, uh, there was something particular that you, uh, you're, you're promoting. That's right, Todd. I directed a documentary called Origin Story. And what's it about? Well, it's the easiest way to put it is I, it took me 20 years to go find my birth father in is Laos. That true? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that would be the easiest way to put it, but it gets far more complicated. Well, hold on. Now, here's the first question that comes to my mind, so it can't be a wrong one. Am I allowed to ask? I want you to ask. Did you find him? I did. And and how long ago did you wrap this documentary? Um, I met him. I first talked to him in March, and I met him in April of this year. And was oh so I can ask any question I want. Yes, and I'll tell you if I can. So was it was it rewarding? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Ah, that's complicated. Okay, you know what? Well, no, because for me, okay, so this is how I found out. I was, my my parents are immigrants from Laos, and so I had a really difficult upbringing. You're you're real, you're birth parents. Yeah. Right, now now, hold on real quick, but you have adopted parents. Well, I found out that my dad was my real dad and that he adopted me when I was 14. And I found out uh, because my wait, parents... Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm confused. Sure. Go ahead. Say it again. Do you okay. understand? Yes. Go ahead. So okay. You, well, let you, me you, start at the beginning. When you grew up, you had a mom and a dad. Mom and you? a dad. But, I thought I was the most like my dad. I related to my dad. I never got along with my mom. And they fought all the time. And when I was 14, they got in a huge fight. I was working on the family computer in their room. My mom came in and sort of started venting to me about my dad. I said something, I stood up for him, and she looked at me and said, why are you defending him? He's not your real dad. God, that says more about her than him, right? Yeah. Why would you say that to a 14-year-old, right? Right. But that wasn't true. That was true. That was true. That oh, was that he true. wasn't your dad. He wasn't my real dad. And I wasn't, I wasn't like, maybe And she wasn't your real mom either. She's my real mom. Oh, okay. And do you still know her? Yes, she, she yeah. Yes, I do. And you found your real dad. I, at that point, so I was 14 at that point. And then like a month later, I heard through the grapevine that he didn't want anything to to do with me because he thought I might want child support. Mm -hmm. So I never wanted to know him 
uh, at all. And now this man is rejecting me. So I just sort of put it away for 20 years. I was 14 and now I'm 34. And when did, how long did it take to do the documentary? Um, I first started, when I began the project, it, I never, I, it wasn't my intention to be in, be in the documentary. I just wanted to learn more about my parents and learn about Laos and learn about how they escaped uh, and ended up in a refugee camp and then ended up in America. I just wanted that. And then it became something else. So it's, that first initial trip was about a year ago. Um, and then uh, it's, let's see, uh, I've shot about most of the film, basically. So now. you're still shooting? I, I still have probably like 20% more to do, but I'm reticent to like spend money until I know exactly what I need, until we look, start editing, which is this month. And right now I'm trying to raise money on Indiegogo for finishing funds. And you know what? Uh, I always think it's a great thing because everyone knows they don't have to give to everything. But how many people have raised money for the most awesome projects? And, and I'm sure you feel the same way I do. You, you say to people that might not even have that much themselves sometimes, but they believe in the project and they give money. And then these fucking awesome things get done. And you know, I, I always think it's good because it's like, you know, I sometimes think I should give more. I'm like... You know what I mean? Like you always do. Yeah. But then when I think someone gets on the computer, you know, and that's how these awesome things get funded. So Yeah, uh, and when something is so – this is a passion project. It's so much about me. It's not like I can pitch this. Are you topless in it? Um, uh, listen, I, Jake, don't hand me questions like that. Well, I don't always read the them. the money, then um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so – uh, and now I don't I don't want you to answer the questions if if you think it, you have to see the journey in the thing it's okay sure like, no uh, but be, there's be, a lot to tell so so uh, you you, you did, do you, will you see him again huh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that noise that noise happened you know <laughs> it's funny being a puppet master for yourself because look left to my own devices another twenty years could go by I don't want you know when I. How I found out about my real dad, that's how I find out things in my life. It makes you not want to find out things when it's so closely involved with trauma. But Scott and I want to start a family. I think it's really important. And my responsibility is to clear as much shit out as possible. I'm going to make mistakes. But God forbid I repeat the sins of my mother and of my father, right? But who's my father? (laughs) Like, that's... When, That's it. When people say they're not going to repeat the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, when it's egregious. We're not talking about if you had great parents. Every goddamn person makes mistakes. We're talking about it when it's just egregious. I think if everyone knew, you can't just say you won't repeat it. Everybody says they won't repeat it. You have to say, I don't want to repeat it, and it's going to take a lot of work. Because just yes. to not want to repeat it, it's not enough, unfortunately. You end up repeating it. Yeah. And most There's always exceptions. But if you go, I don't want to repeat it, and if that means some hard fucking work, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And for me, this project has been, I've, you know, I, I, I continue to go to therapy. I, I've tried so many different things to sort of, to deal with my anger. And I, I taught, I really still wish the past was different and I need to let go. I need to let go as much as I can. And I want this project to be at least just a stopping point, an end, so that I can begin a new chapter. Right, right. You know what I mean. This yeah, is my kids, Disneyland fireworks at the end of the night. If, if you're if you're a kids, not that you, if you're kids that you don't even have yet, or the motivation to do it, then that's great because they will reap the benefits of it. And then, of course, then you will too. Big yeah. time. Your whole life can be. You know, I come from. You know, sometimes when my brothers have a problem with my mom, and I know sometimes it can be a little much dealing with her and her husband when they're fighting, but. 
you know, I give my mom a lot of leeway because she came from a horrendous situation and at a young age went to therapy. She still deals with some of the ramifications of having your dad leave when she was 13, you know, cause, but, but she didn't continue that type of behavior. She didn't continue that type of behavior, but it did take a little work. She did go to a little counseling, and I'm sure that helped from a young age, but her dad just fucking left when she was 13. Can you fucking believe it? No, I mean, my mom, when she... She said when she left her hometown to the capital of Laos, there were bodies strewn in the river. She, um, she and my father were in a refugee camp. And if you couldn't find your friend, look at the dump in the morning. Like, that's their reality. This was after the Vietnam War when Laos became a communist country. People would disappear. Dead work camps. Who knew? And then she made a new life for herself in America, within five years, opened a restaurant, bought a home. This woman takes risks. This woman is Who, hilarious. This is my mother. But my mom, verbally, physically abusive and uh, addicted to gambling. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And where is she now? She's in Minnesota. She's in Minnesota. And yeah. she's going to see this movie. Yep. Are you nervous? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I am. I asked I asked Dana Gould once about his family coming to see his one man show and that's not even I don't think as dark as this. Although there were there were some dark things. And I asked him thought I know thought I knew the answer. You know, I said, Are you afraid your family's gonna see it? And I thought he'd say, No, that's what I do for a living. I, he goes, Oh, I'm fucking petrified. Yeah. He goes, No, they're he goes, They're not gonna see it. Like I'm not gonna let them see it. It was a show. It was a one man show. Yeah. So he, he was able to 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 uh to uh to make that happen because it was not a, a, a documentary that yeah. was shot or anything. No, I'm terrified. I'm terrified, but it's like I'm so compelled I'm to te- do this. I'm calling your mom right now. I'm not even joking around. Okay. I'm telling Are her. we right now? Is that wrong? No, go ahead. Do you want me to deal with it for you? I mean, I'll how are you going to deal with it? I'll call her. I hope she picks up. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'll really do it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, hold on. Um, she goes by Pat now, so. Beep, boop, pop, beep, boop. <laughs> that means he <laughs> lost <laughs> the sound of <laughs> You answer. Oh, hold on. Is that your phone? That's because that's how their phones would be over there. Because it'd be like outside, and they're on their. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Pat. Hello. Hi, it's Todd Glass from the Todd Glass Show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were going to answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because I, I was curious about the story, and I didn't want to end off like all shitty where I had to make a joke. I'm allowed to be serious, too. You know? uh, guys, guys. So check out uh, Origin Story. No, it's not, it's not available yet. That she's finishing it up. We're just starting to edit, Todd. This is crazy. Do you understand, dog? A little bit. Can you answer that? Yeah. You know, it is weird that I'm asking for money, um, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The dog's that judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope people will respond to me and the story and will want to make this happen. I think he's, he's, why is he looking at me? No, stop it. I'm not going to tell more about the Daily Show. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I think I think that sounds like I think we teased it pretty good. Yeah, uh, and yes. uh, does your mom know that you're making it? Yeah, I interviewed oh. her. Oh, okay. How old's your mom? Like, M- no, God. Um, I'll see. I'm Around. 34. She's 54. She's 54. And yeah. is she married? Uh, her and my father um, are thankfully going to split now. My dad, the dad that raised me. It's all confusing. I know. Right. Had your real dad remarried? Yes. Your birth dad. Your birth dad. Yes, he has. Um, he has essentially remarried three times, and I have uh, four new sisters. You think there's? Did you meet any of them in the documentary? I have met all of them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm the oldest. You know my. You know what you said about before about uh, they didn't want to. Uh, they thought that you might want some money or child support. Yes. I remember literally about this had to be about five years ago. My mom got in touch with her brother because my my mom my dad my my mom's dad left. When she was 13. Re- got remarried uh-huh. and, and has a son mm. and uh, got left everything. And not that, but my mom's happy. So, but she wanted to get in touch with him. I guess I can, I didn't understand when she was making the call for some reason. But then when you think about it, like if it was a brother you had, there's like, there's just must be something. And she um, called and got in touch with him. First, she got in touch somehow five years ago uh, and then spoke to his wife and then, they had a nice call. And my mom goes, "Look, I just want you to know, I don't want anything. I just, I had a good, I have a good life, and you know, I, but and they had a all, they had a nice talk. But then he never called her after that again, and we all guessed it was because, well, I guess he wasn't feeling the same way. Well, my mom, you know, it, it, even if it was just a, a friendship, you know what I mean. Even if yeah. they didn't talk every day, she wanted it, but he didn't. He was afraid that she would want something. Yeah, so it's I hard. A, I mean, like I went and met him in Laos, and then. Um, we went on a road trip almost immediately for like five days and, uh, it was, it was the thing I needed to do. I needed to be uncomfortable and I got to know him. Who was shooting it? Um, just uh, you with one camera person? No, I, I went with, uh, my director of photography and a producer and then I hired like a, a crew in Laos. And you uh, had to fly there? Yeah. How, how long was the flight? Mm, well, including layovers, it was like a 23 hour like Gross. day. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it, to be honest. Really? Well, I'm not flying 23 hours to do some stupid documentary. What, what about that mileage, Come on. You know what? Come on. No, one, no one laughs at that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually totally interested. And then who calls it a stupid documentary when you pour your heart and soul into it? And one of you, when none of you numbnuts laugh in the room, it makes me look like an asshole. Jake, I understand. He's got to watch the soundboard. I'm sure he was laughing inside. But for you guys, you just sit there. By the way, I'm very serious. I say, and you too. You ain't no. You think you're such a big shot now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I want These are when I want to edit shit out. <laughs> I thought it was so. Well, listen. But then I. Okay. If I can yeah. make fun of Joan Rivers, I can make fun of a documentary. You can make fun of me all day long. I love I'm not it. making fun of you. I I, make, I like the rhythm of what, right after you get into like a good discussion, which I am. All those questions I was asking, it was like they're Fantastic. the questions that came to my head. I'm a good interviewer. Mark Maron has fucking nothing on me. The Todd Glass Show, voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. Well, uh, where do they go to uh, give uh, money, or is it easy? Does everyone know already? Oh, go to originstorydoc.com, learn more about the project, and there's a link to our Indiegogo. Cool. Well, good luck. Thanks, Todd. Um, I'm going to do one, too. Yeah? What are you going to do, a doc? <laughs> I don't know. I'll do something. Um. <laughs> All right, let me. I think I might take a deep. I, there's so much Doctor to play. Entry. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about 
Can I talk about my documentary that I'm thinking about shooting? Yes, please. Let me talk about the trash bags in New York City. <laughs> okay. Listen, so all they got to do... We could do it. All right. Let's give you play your intro. Oh, okay. Let's play your intro. Let's do it right. J- JJ's wasn't my intro? Well, that was, your, that was your pre-intro. Okay. Now we have something. Oh, God. Um, I have a new intro, too. Well, it's not new, but it's from the archives, but we'll do that one later. Just taking my time. Mm. Every time when I listen to the show, I think you're the only one in the hurry. In yeah. a hurry. Savor it. I'm going to start <laughs> cursing more today. I want to curse more in this show so it's cooler. Okay. Chris Hardwick just called in and he said he... Uh, he wants us to more, curse? Yeah, he wants more Fuck cursing. it. But he also Man, wants you to fuck that speed shit. Speed it up a little bit. Speed it up? <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I don't get... No, just... Can you guys curse a little more? We'll edit this out so no one hears it, but I think it makes the... I think... It makes the show sound hipper when people curse. Fuck yeah. Fuck okay. yeah, man. For sure. No, I'm, why am I doing that weird tone? Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. Stick it in, in the hole. Where's your, where'd you shoot your, where'd you shoot your cockhole documentary? <laughs> the, the fucking butthole of the globe. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, that's right. It's hip, motherfuckers. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, listen, we have a little something we made for you. And by the way, it's a little hard to hear a little bit of it, okay. but I totally loved enough of it. Dancing and loving it? 
When I feel down, put it in the bank right now. Not the spank bank, but the other one. How you doing over there? I'm feeling great. Me too. That was amazing. I Yeah, you know what? Lyricist Joe, he, I called him yesterday, last night. I said, guess what I forgot to tell you? Because it was a Monday show, and he, he did it. Ah, uh, thank you so much. You know, without him, there'd be, an, uh, you know, I'm, I'm told you, I'm not doing the show. Uh, you want to hear my uh, new one? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we have coming up in the show. Okay. Um, tweets, we're going to read tweets we like. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a break, we'll get our phones out, and we'll do that. And do we have anything? You know, sometimes I can just do whatever I want, like this song here. There's, I've been, I don't, it was that weekend that I hung out with, um, Lyricist Joe. Hi, Lyricist Joe. Hi. Hi, Lyricist Joe. Hi, Joe. You can talk directly to him. Fucking, what's up, Joe? What's up, motherfucker? Hey, man. Hey, uh, my name's Lyricist Joe. Yeah, yeah, swearing's cool, fuck cunts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> my name Lyricist Joe. I write music on the Todd Glass Show. Suck it, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Is that comedy? <laughs> you ever hear of uh, J.C. Is it J.C. Brooks? Mm-hmm. J.C. Brooks? I want to talk like this guy. He has like a really soulful voice. Like You can't say this shit unless you sell it. Like when he's talking to the crowd before he sings the song. Do you want to just close our eyes and sort of listen to the song, and then we'll come back and we'll do some more stuff? Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. More, that's the best plug for nothing. Because <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, so I go, let's do this, and then we'll come back and do more stuff. I have everything all planned out. I love that you were like, do you want to close your eyes? And I was like, yes. Because <laughs> well, you get into the... Mo- that's why I love you. I like, let me tell you something. I love anybody who comes on the show, and it's, it's, it's a lot of people, you know, I mean, I don't mean to like break it down, but like... the. All the guests that are fun or, you know, out of that thing, it's because they'll just, you can tell when they'll be silly. Like, I go, do you want to close your eyes? You're like, sure I do. I'm like, that's right. That's why I love Kula. <laughs> Somebody's like, I'm not closing my eyes. You're like, yeah, let's go wherever you want to go, Todd. Yeah, come Every on. time we take a break, I say, are you all right? You go, Todd, I'm fine. I go, can we go to 10? You go, let's just do what we do. Yeah. Like, we, we'll go. Then let's we don't go. have to know what time we'll go. To. I'm going to go to 12, teach you a lesson. <laughs> you pile of shit. <laughs> I'll let you call me a pile of shit because of my theme song. Yeah, uh, thank <laughs> that, you. That, I mean, wow. I, I mean, thank you guys, all of you guys. That was, that really, really made my night. I, I do this one. You'll like it better. My name is Cool. <laughs> what if I did a whole one for 30 minutes? I would love it. So so close your eyes, everybody at home. I you? demand it. I can't believe nobody wants to uh, get some fresh air. For this song, you might like it. Take a deep breath, and then we'll get some fresh air, and then we'll listen to this song together. You people at home, do what you got to do, because I want to be getting... I want you to get fresh air. For this song, I think it'll be a fun song to listen to, because it's about fresh air, but it's got more soul than, and then I got high. It's like, it's got a little more soul. It's about fresh air. Does anybody, hello, does anybody like me? <laughs> oh, I thought we were closing our eyes and listening. We're going to take a deep breath first. Oh, God. <sighs> <sighs> I, I thought we were just doing the end part. I know, but it makes me laugh because Jake's, 
deep breath always sounds like he has, you know, like asthma. Maybe you're like, wait, like yeah, wait. <laughs> okay, be the guy who like doesn't can't take well what you just did, but do it even more. Okay, okay let's take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> That's what it is. He has such a hard time with the syphilis. Hold it was not supposed to be. He can't cut his own breath. Hold it. Take a deep breath, everybody. And hold it. And seriously, hold it. And let it out. <sighs> It's our show. What was that? Oh, that was JJ. <laughs> JJ. So listen, so this is J.P. Brooks and the Uptown Sounds. J.C. Brooks, Uptown Sounds. I like it. Hope it comes across. Close I your suppose. eyes. I'm just going to say that whenever I get too upside, I know one way to get down. Is that little green herb sprinkled all around to soothe our mental woes like yo's and yo's and yo's. everywhere.
Shuffle slide. So we're gonna try to get a flawless shuffle slide for y'all. And I know it's radio, so everybody listening won't be able to see. But if I get it right, I want y'all to make noise to let them know, alright? Y'all can do that, right? JJ on the trumpet. Oh, was that great? Can I tell you, that is about as fun, as much fun as you can have. I knew I was going to have fun, <laughs> but not at this level Keaton, of fun. Good job, man. Wow. JJ, that horn's like, fuck. That was so, you don't understand. I was just in, having so much fun. <laughs> and then I thought, the Nickelback Shuffle, it's like, because nobody knows what he's doing, so we're all, I'm trying to, <laughs> everyone's like, got to guess what's the Nickelback Shuffle. Like, yeah. I was thinking it was like, and I've seen the video, but I forgot, so. <laughs> I, Nickelback Shuffle. Oh, you're right. The Nickelback Shuffle. Different goes, than Canadian rock bands. Nickelback Shuffle, yeah. <laughs> I like when he says up front, sometimes I smoke pot, too. Forget about your woes, like yours and yours and yours. That motherfucker made those two words rhyme. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Ooh, I feel alive. Do whatever I want in this world that we create. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> what is this? That's right, everybody. This is, this is a sit-down one. This one we all sit down and do.
best podcast. Oh, that was <laughs> Holy so shit. Thank you. Fucking Christ, pussy pussy. This is <laughs> podcast. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is funny every time. <laughs> <laughs> now I know I can't. I don't. First of all, I love when I can't figure out why something's funny. I mean, I think I could if I spent enough time on it, but it's just so okay. Now I know it's going to make me laugh, but I have to say it. Okay, and hold it. <laughs> I have this desire to burp you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, hold it. <sighs> Hello? Hey, how you doing? Is this uh, Kulop? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kulop, how you doing? I'm calling down here from Ron Papil's Rotisserie Chicken. Oh, oh, hey, hey. We just wanted to make sure you're happy with your uh, rotisserie chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, lo- I like it. You're cooking, you're, 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 you're taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, hey, we, uh, you know you got half price on that because you were going to tell ten friends. You're aware of that? Yep, yep. Have you been telling anybody? Uh, ten friends, yeah. Yeah, because there was a code on the box, and that was to give that number. We haven't sold any rotisserie chickens without that code on it yet. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I, I told my friends the code, so... So not one of them bought one? Um... Are you making dinner for people on it? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeding make, my you, family the chicken, the rotisserie chicken. You never had friends over, and they say this t- chicken's delicious? Yeah, no, I, I did. Well, we even I... sold one. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm, I've said this before. I'm going to cross the lines here. I don't think you told anybody. I don't think you told anybody. You say okay. I told people, not one of your friends. And I've had this happen before. Look, man. Uh, Look, I, I... man. First of all, I'm not your, I'm not your man, and I'm calling you on a business call to let you know that you have, you basically stole from us. Okay, no, don't call me and say that I stole from you. I told you, I told my friends, and what they decided Which to friend? do. Name, name a friend. Nate. Nate, and you told. What did you tell? Who's Nate live with? Nate lives by himself, okay? And he came over your house, and what yeah. happened? Tell me the story. Well, I, I shared with him my half-price chicken, and I was like, hey, I, I remember I told you about this, so it was more like I told did him Did you say, once, hey, there's a code on the back of the box. If you're going to order one, Nate, put the code number down, because then okay. I get credit for it. All right, well, I... We haven't gotten one. One. Okay, well, maybe they're on their way to do it. Okay, why are you yelling at me? Because a year and a half has passed by, Kulop, if you don't mind if I call you that. That's my name. It's fine. Well, what what are we gonna do here? I okay. okay you know what? I'll call the police. Hold on. Hold <laughs> no, the I'm gonna phone. Call the police. You know, I wish you would call the police. Oh, do you? I wish you would. Oh, you because do. here the thing is, this was our contract. What's your name again? Timmy. My... Timmy is that your name? No, my name is Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Glenn. Our yeah, agreement I don't, was. First of all, you can take the tone out of your voice. You're the one that robbed us. Okay. I do what I want. And I didn't rob you. Did okay? you say that you were going to tell 10 friends? I told 10 friends, and what they do is Nate. none of my business. Nate. I don't Nate. even believe you have a friend, Nate. Get oh, him on the what? phone. His full name's Nathaniel. 
He's not with you me. You know what? I don't even want to get him on Okay. The phone. You know what? I don't, Why don't you, just, you know what? I'm going to send the guy right now to pick it up because you're a fucking liar. What? The chicken carcass fucking that I ate? Liar. I ate a year ago? You're a fucking liar. You know what? Don't you liar. fucking swear at Why me. Why not? You go got a fucking, fucking problem with it? Go me. fuck yourself. Why don't you go fuck yourself, go fuck Glenn? Go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. Glenn? Oh, I'm a, a piece of thief. shit. You're a fucking oh, thief. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you a big I'm man? You call a girl and you yell at her for some fucking chicken? You know what, motherfucker? I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. Okay, go fuck yourself. You're a pile of shit. I fucking screwed you. Let me tell you something, you little half-baked pile of shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, what? I get this angry because you stole from us, and you're holding up oh, in this righteous way. Oh, like, yeah? I don't, I'm not positive, you're thinking. I know you didn't tell ten friends. Because when people tell ten friends, we sell one. You didn't tell fucking anybody. Yeah. And you make me look like you're the, you're the, oh, you're the victim. Have a moment of, of clarity here. You believe in a God? I'm sure you do. You answer to a higher power. I mean, I'm it, spiritual, I, I, but I don't really go to boy, church. But you answer to yourself, even if... <laughs> <laughs> in the midst of all of that, she would feel she needed to say, I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. So you answer to yourself. Well, what are your codes and what are your ethics? So don't you... Ethics, I'm about friendship, me. okay? And stealing from people because they're such a big corporation they won't know. Because then that's what it comes oh, down to. Oh, because a corporation Send is a us person? 33 bucks, you fuck. Why was that chicken $33? It wasn't chicken. It was a rotisserie. It was a rotisserie oven. Did you really just think it was a plate of chicken? I thought it was one of chicken. No, it's a rotisserie oven you bought from okay, us. Okay, then that is my bad. Oh. <laughs> I am very sorry, Glenn. <laughs> I apologize. Uh. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? It's so nice to have you here with me today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Just fine. Howdy, how do you do? Hello, good day. Hey everybody, it's the Todd Glass Show waking you up in the mornings on the highways and the byways. Learning so much. Uh, come on, stop with that shit. That was so funny. <laughs> Did you really think it was a plate of chicken in the bin? I thought, I thought it was you give one, you get rubber tissue chicken, you get that half off, and you tell people, I didn't know it was about the oven. I'm I sorry, I missed that thing. part. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know you two were, well, it does, he's right. It doesn't matter. We're all having fun. What? No, Aristotle is not a dead body under his house. Stop it already. He's a pre- Why does he say that? It's, it's the only thing about this dog. That really upsets me. I think for some reason he thinks that you have a dead body under your house. Oh, well. He said they deserve to die. (laughs) He said it was like a Robin Hood thing. All right, listen. We don't have a lot of time. Aristotle, 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 Aristotle. Aristotle. You know what? I'm starting to... uh, Really, uh, this is a, you know what this is a song that um, that um, Nick Lipa sent to me. Close your eyes. This is what I do. It's a music review. We laugh and then we listen to songs together. That's going to be the new show. Sorry, folks, the show's changing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do now. 
So if you don't if if if, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. This is when another group of people. I, I hope we don't part ways. All the people that came to the DC Improv, they're the people right now. They're going stop it. We're shutting our eyes. I know you're there. <laughs> you can't get so negative even in a bit where the people that are going, hey, you can do whatever you want, Todd. We'll go with you. Cool up. You're doing it. If we'll do it, if we're enjoying it, then that means other people are enjoying it. That's the best thing people after a show tell me, yeah. and it means something to me. They go, you know, when you say there's someone out there enjoying it, they go, it's me, <laughs> and then I and I hug them and I mush their faces. <laughs> so that's where we're at now. So Nick sent me this song. Close your eyes. I'm going to be very aggressive. This yeah. one was actually came from a guy named Bob. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. He sent you a bunch on iTunes. Oh, he did. That's right. Oh, and this is the one, Nick. And Nick sent the other one. But get this one. I like this one, and then we'll do Nick's later. You got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend now. You got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend. I wrote this. You know a friend of mine... You wrote this? <laughs> I'll tell you a story like that. Oh. A friend of mine, when he was... You know, he didn't think his family would know. I think when he tells the version, it's because they were from Italy and he felt they're broken. Like, they didn't understand American culture. They didn't really understand songs from America because they were... They were uh, what do you call it? When they come from another... Immigrants. Gross. Immigrants. So... It's called gross. Um, they, um, so he told him he wrote a Beatles song. And he said the part that made him feel so bad was... So he played guitar, right? John McFadden. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so he played a song that was a Beatles song, and he goes, "But what really made me feel bad right after I did it was you could tell after I played the Beatles song that they thought he might have something, like they knew it was good." And he goes, "And I felt horrible because my parents even knew, like, yeah, that song sounds really good. Like they weren't so close-minded. No matter what he sang, they would be like, all right. Like you could tell they heard. They're like, maybe we. I mean, he, that's a good song. Like they couldn't express it in that terms. <laughs> and then his sister realized it was a Beatles song years later. She she goes, she heard it on the radio. She's like, that's not your song. And he goes, I dealt with it very immaturely. Like, I just thought if I would over-bully her. I go, shut the fuck up. It is, too. I didn't sing that song. You know? <laughs> he's like, he's just blatantly lying, you know. Because <laughs> it was a good memory for him. <laughs> well, no, the, the Keep song. Keep it real. No, it wasn't that. It was that he lied. He was embarrassed that he got caught. Really? Yeah, it wasn't his song. Well, I know, but like the good memory of his parents being like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, like that that is like yeah. Going, yeah, maybe he's got something. But little did he know unless he wrote other stole other Beatles songs, he'd be never putting out a hit like that. Not that you didn't have it in you, John, but you know you you went a different route. <laughs> he ended up uh What do you do? What do you buying have? a rotisserie chicken oven? <laughs> <laughs> Told ten friends about it like you're supposed to. Um All right, Glenn. Let it go. Hey, listen, I'm going. Let it glow. Let it glow. Let it go. Fuck it. Let's curse more. I think it sounds Fuck good. Fuck that shit. Fuck it. Fuck. 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 In case someone tunes in. Fuck. 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 Fuck, mother Hey, fuck that. So I went out. I was like, fuck that. Fuck. Push. That's the shit. This is when my, this is when my brother uh, decides to listen to the show. I feel like every time I do something like this, he's like, well, you know, he did, my, my friend said he says pussy a lot. He says he says that ironically. I know what he means. Maybe I'm missing that it's said somewhat tongue in cheek and it's not said in a, in, a, in, a, in a sexual, vulgar way. I'm going to give it another chance. And then he listens in. 
Fuck. Fuck. Hey, fuck it, man. Hey, I was in Philadelphia, right? And I went to this place, and there was they closed 10 minutes early. I wanted a cheesesteak, and they said, fuck Fucking pepperoni poop fuck. Hey, how about that pepperoni peep fuck? Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Shit on your pepperoni. Don't tell me to shit on my pepperoni. Fuck, 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 Guys, guys, seriously, I just lost my podcasting license. Blow some trumpet into your fuck. Hey, why don't you play your dumb funkin' trumpet? <laughs> By the way, I wish that was on purpose. <laughs> I meant to say, why don't you play your dumb fucking trumpet? But you heard what but happened. Funk it. Ooh, girl, you gotta flump it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. That was my first. Can I have some reverb, please? This is my, the first song. You remember this song? Hey, girl. You gotta funk it, my trumpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We belong together, and you know that I'm right. Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my heart? That was uh, Pepperoni. I think you could sing. Well, no, you know you no. can. Oh, I can sing in the shower. And, like, S- I sing, right sing right now. No. That's too right much reverb. Right There's something you never hear me say. Me. <laughs> to the end of the road, still I can't let. I gotta stop you like your record producer. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'll be in the other room. Okay. But this is not a mean stop because I think I could do. I think I could produce you. Okay, go ahead. And I'm being honest. Right. Can we get the trumpet player in here, please? Can we get the uh, trumpet player in the uh, room, please? Up to uh, microphone A. JJ, can you uh, give us a, a little uh, tune on the? Uh, Dude, I'm a real good record producer. You're really good. <laughs> you give you've, us been, a... you've been around for a while. It's great. You, you have a lot of experience. Well, I'm like an old school guy. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. give us a toot on the uh, trumpet, please? Did you say a toot? <laughs> Can you give us a toot on the flute? <laughs> it's an old term. It means a toot on the flute. It just means every instrument that's a horn instrument, they do a sound check. Toot on the flute. Toot on the flute, please. Okay, give me a one hit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. Yeah, go you ahead. sing your song, whatever you're singing. I don't okay. know. Are you singing a cover song or is it you making it up? Oh yeah, it's End of the Road by Boys to Men. All right, no, no, you sing that. <laughs> you sing that. But okay. leave leave room for him with the trumpet. In okay. between. Okay. 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 And then what's what I'm I'm producing. You're producing you. me. Do you want chamber and then later if I can layer in a tambourine I will. I, whatever you need, you're my producer. I've come to you for guidance. Okay. Thank you. You're great. Uh, by the way, you sound great. I'm in the other room. Yeah, I get that. Thanks, Glenn. I have a, do you want me to have a big cigar or do you want me to just not smoke anymore? <laughs> no, you're old school and I appreciate it. You're yeah, who but I have you a lot are. Of, how about, but I have a lot of ventilation in there. So people go, you know the odd thing is when you go into the booth with them, there's so much ventilation like Vegas, yeah. you don't smell the cigar. No. So I'm puffing on it. Okay, and I'm fine with it. All right. Do I talk like that? <laughs> That's too much. It's a lot. I don't That's want... hard. That's harder to understand. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. So, uh... Okay. All right, act five. I don't know what they do in there. Five. They go act five. I don't know what they do, but I know what they don't fucking do. So as soon as I go five, four. Go, what the fuck? I know. Like, that's not what they do. But in my head, I don't know what they fucking do. They go, all right, counting down. Oh, you know what they do, JJ? You're, you're in the music business. Yeah. What do they do? Yeah. I wasn't What do they do in the yogurt business? <laughs> oh, they do? All right. I would be different. I'd be old school. Play. Sing and play. 
That's what I do. Sing and, hey, you, sing and you play. Go. Um, end of the road. Still I can't let go. I don't like it. Not interested. Next. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. No, this bit took a horrible Whoa. <laughs> Can I tell you, I actually like the way it sounds, but I think what we should do now <laughs> okay. is play the trumpet while you sing. Okay. Can you do, can you do a little something? Maybe you go A, B, C, D, E, and then let's see if he can follow that, because he'll know those. He'll know what that is. Okay. Just to get it sessed to see how you guys work together. Okay. I'm a record producer. Okay. I'm old okay. school. I'm, I'm smoking a cigar in here. Please yes, listen to yes. me. I'm listening. Thing, I'm listening. Things I say are not funny. You, no. you, you're Because you know it's me. That's why you're laughing. Right. But my, my livelihood is on the line in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in real life, like if you yes. didn't, you know it's me. So if I say anything a little off, you're aware of it. But if a, but if a guy with a cigar in a studio said, give a toot on the flute, you'd be like, oh, look at him. Old school. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're not. right. Maybe you'd run out of the studio. No, no, no. No, this is my only chance. Count. uh, Do the months (laughs) of the year and see if he can, in honor to Kevin Meany, sing the months of the year. Okay. And you'll play while she's singing them. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August, September, no, October. November. Right. We'll fix it in post. D- what? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Well, what do you need to folks? Can I be honest? I liked it. Okay. I think you guys have something going. I'm not joking the around. Are you seeing anybody? Uh, I am married. Ah, uh, fuck. I always forget that. Is he seeing anybody? Me? Oh, cool. How are you guys doing? I think really well. We've been together for <laughs> the, 15 years. The worst years. host in the world. <laughs> hey, are you, oh, you're seeing... Yeah, we're both seeing each other. Yeah, we're married. Um, what do you know? What do I know? I know. I know a lot. Here's what I'd like to do. Okay. I'm going to take a... Uh, oh, no. Um, is everybody all right? What time is it? Game time. <laughs> God, it shutting it down right now. You know, we go, in for the, we go in for the close. Like, that's, it takes a while. So now, okay. I, okay. How would you murder somebody and get, a, and get rid of the body? That's a question to George Carlin that I just... The first card I picked up. How would you murder somebody... And I get rid of the body. House. You. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I think I talked over. <laughs> I know you told us. People joke, but they meant it seriously. He says. How would you murder somebody? Get away with the rid of the body? Hey, you watch these crime shows, and even if some of it's what you know the the way they find things out. I know a lot of it's not true, but a lot of it is true. Well, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't murder anybody because there's oh, no way you're getting away with that it. That was your take. <laughs> I thought you were talking about tips that you got yeah. from. Oh, learning. <laughs> well, they yeah. say you should. You, they say you should kill someone. For, first of all, yeah, the, all these things, you know, they don't take away with the mental uh, part of killing somebody. But so if someone goes, you know, the easiest way to kill someone use an icicle because there's, then there's no. Oh prints. right. All right. Well, and then what about the part about killing the person? Does right. that, is that still hard to do? Yeah, <laughs> but to answer your question seriously. <laughs> Have you ever killed anybody and, do, and I'll edit it out? No, I haven't. No, honest? No, honest. How about honest. Scott? Scott, has Scott killed anyone? Um, he has. Be honest. Uh, no, he hasn't. The word out on the street is that he killed Zach Galvanakis. <laughs> <laughs> that's the word out. And no one's seen him in like two weeks. And that's exactly so, like, the amount of time that I heard that he had killed him. 
<laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago today. Twenty nights ago today on this very year. Seven months out, only two years different. On seven o'clock, the exact time it'll be in thirty minutes. Right here in this city. About a city over, Pasadena. Okay. Twenty years ago tomorrow. <gasps> ish. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's, nothing's great about it. The only way that's a great line is 20 years ago tonight at this very hour. It can't be that far off. But I like ish. ish. 20 <laughs> years ago tonight on this very hour, 8 o'clock-ish. Okay. Oh, uh, are <laughs> mother. Okay. Had you, by the way, I didn't let you answer, and that doesn't make me a good host, and I'm trying to be a better host. I think it's a I morbid would, question, but we've is, all thought about it. We've all thought about it. I think, you know, you're, you go on a cruise and you accidentally shove them off the side. Do you want to go on a cruise? No, because oh, someone shit. might shove me off on the side. Are you seeing side. anybody? Yeah, my husband. Oh, Todd. I'm sorry. Is he seeing anybody? Jake wants Doesn't to. Doesn't make it. He's seeing me. I don't me. know. Don't be rude about it. I don't know who's. I don't know what's going on in your life. You were at my wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Scott Ackerman. Yes. You married him. I did. Is he seeing anybody? <laughs> By the way, don't keep doing this. It's me. To see how long we can commit. Because I it's think just me. when you get tired of it, your family guy. No, in all seriousness. Though. Okay. Okay, I get it. You're married to Scott Ackerman. Yes, thank you. And if you. you're married to Scott Ackerman, he's married to you. Thank you. Okay, and you're happy? I'm very happy. Is he seeing anybody? Me. Oh, my God, don't yell. I Okay, I'm sorry. Are you seeing anybody? Yeah. What? Me? Are you seeing anybody? I mean, no, him. I'm seeing right, him. See, if you confuse them, why can't I well, be confused? I you just thought you were seeing yourself. I could, because you're making me confused. Are you seeing anybody? That's yes, all I'm asking. my husband, Scott. Okay, then what's the big fucking deal? All I asked is that if he was seeing anybody. Okay, because you keep asking Is he seeing anybody? Yes, Who? me. Okay. Cool up. Me. All right, that's okay. all. Okay. Are you good? I'm fine. If you're good, I'm good. I'm, we're both fine. Okay, then what's the big deal? Why it's are we not, arguing? I'm not arguing okay, with you. This you... is just my voice. Well... Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, that's all I ask. Are okay. you seeing anybody? Me. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Are you doing that by accident? No, I think that wasn't an accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, listen, let's not worry about how we'll kill bodies. I think you have. But I, I think we I all gave know, it to you, though. We all know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave you the answer. <laughs> I don't want to ask Nick what he would do because I'm afraid I'll find out. He goes, what if it's something? He has this running thing where uh, Nick is living at my house, and he has this running thing where he... Uh, Takes a fake knife and he, he'll go. Oh. E, e, e. Is he also running? No. no. <laughs> okay. Good. By the way, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on a leap. Most people that end up killing each other never did a bit where they acted like they were going to kill each other. No. They're not. They're not that ballsy to think. Oh, I'm definitely going to kill him. I'll do it a bit. So whenever you yeah. watch a movie or something, no one's going. Hey, I'm going to kill you like this tonight, and then they do it. Yeah. Oh wait. That's, that'd be a good movie. I write, was going to say. Write that. I, write that down with the trash can idea. <laughs> you ever been fired who cares by the way i'm very proud of you proud of you for doing this movie Thank that's you. something you said you were going to do and then you probably thought you might never do it and then you fucking did it i did it what's the most extravagant thing you ever purchased for yourself oh man well i guess my wedding dress was pretty extravagant how much is a wedding dress well don't lie no it can get very expensive no, how much that, was yours that, mine all said and done was probably like two thousand because I bought it oh. off the rack. Oh. That's not a lot. You guys Excuse yeah. Just me. for one day. Oh, hold I mean, on, everybody. You might have even gotten cake 
on. Wait a second, everybody. We need a moment of silence. A moment of silence. Ooh, look nice for your family. Royalty is here. Let's let's give. No, no, stop, stop. Queen Kula. Let's give Kula the, the proper intro, ladies and gentlemen. In her two thousand dollar wedding dress, Kula is in the room. More like Kula, I'm rich up. You guys are a bunch of basic bitches. <laughs> well, we think it's a big deal. Now, I know what you mean. You're saying in the world of wedding dresses, in a world that was of... extravagant for you, but very modest in, in yes. a lot of people. Well, they overspend yes. people. They, they, uh, it's the biggest lie you can enter in a marriage is to uh, be have a, dis- have a distrust in money. No marriage works when there's – it's a bigger deal. I've said it before. Yes. Susie Orman is right. Susie Orman is right. It's not just, all right, well, money has a lot to do with it. No marriage can go in a good direction when it starts off with the big lie of an uh, unnecessary expense of a wedding because you goddamn it have to fuck and show up your friends. Yeah. You, you, uh, you can do a cool wedding. Yeah. I'm not even opposed to people. By the way, I'm not writing the rule. I'm saying there's a lot of wiggle room. I have some friends that had a wedding that put it on their credit card, and but it was still a modest wedding that they were able to deal with. It wasn't like, you know, we're going to spend... People spend $50,000 that shouldn't be spending oh, five. upwards, yeah. Yeah, 50, 100. Oh, by the way, I know people spend a million, too. What I'm saying is... Seriously, pe- you do? Who? Well, I don't. In, in, oh, the, okay. in the movies. Mm, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, no, not... Well... Yeah. You know an, what I an mean. An excessive amount of money. I knew, you know, what our, my, my, our, we had bar mitzvah just for my, we got bar mitzvah just for my grandfather. Mm. So I didn't even, I just learned it phonetically. But it, they were like weddings. We had bands right. and stuff. And I knew what they cost back then. So I can only imagine now that it's, you know, hitting $100,000 for a wedding is probably like. Oh, the bat of the eye. Like right. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not like someone, it's, it's just so, and then you, I guess it's hard to have that conversation, but I think it's important. I think it's worth, if you can't agree on it, I'm not kidding around not getting married because mm-hmm. you're not going to, look, if somebody wants to spend five and they want to spend eight, that's not what I'm fucking talking about. I'm no. talking about when someone deep in their gut knows we should be having a $4,000 wedding. Yes. We should have a $5,000 wedding. And even that is, is giving ourselves more than we have. And they're having a $75,000 wedding. If yes. you don't think you should do that and you're about to marry someone that should, so here's what you're indirectly saying is, no, we'll start off with a lot of dishonesty and with money, but then it's going to go to an honest relationship. We're just start. The, really, really, does that make sense? No. No, it does. It sounds foolish. It's like, oh, no, 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 we're going to start horribly with the most dishonest thing we can do, but then we're going to get into an honest relationship. We're going to change it after that. We're just going to do that because it's a fun party, so we're going to put aside like everything we know that's right. And then to, the next day, we get right back on track of making smart decisions and having an honest relationship with money. And if you're thinking, well, what do I, what do, I do? The person I'm with wants to spend a $100,000 wedding. Let them go meet someone else that does. They're yeah. going to better serve them anyway because they both can make decisions like that their whole life. It's not like you're going to make this one exception. I think that's what people think. I'll make this exception. I love this person. And then, it's, and then after that, we will never do this again. This is a one-time thing. Mm. That's not the way it fucking goes. Next thing, it's a car that they want. You can't be with someone that wants to live outside of their range of financial, your, how financially. Uh, sometimes it might come upon you and shock you, and then you can't help it. But the wedding is a great way to see right up front. If you're fucking in completely different uh, camps, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get better. It does it with Todd Glass. <laughs> Why don't we? <laughs> it doesn't. You no, know, it does. I think everything is better. By the way, I'm saying I don't mean that to be negative. I mean that to prevent a situation. I'm not. By the way, oddly enough, and I don't know why 
I would think you would, anybody on the show would think it, but I'm not anti, I don't think marriage is for everybody, but yeah. I'm not anti-marriage. Um, you know I what I mean by that? that. But, but you know how some people, if you say like that most people shouldn't be married, all your friends, I still, I come from a family where uh, my brother Spencer and his wife are happily married and uh, my brother Corey and his wife are happily married. Uh, so when, when um, so I'm not negative. It sounds like I'm saying that don't get married. No, I'm just saying you can have a lot of things that aren't in common and still get along with someone. Sometimes that works to your advantage, the, obviously, the oversaid yin and yang. But yeah. financially, you can't be on completely different universes. No, it will only cause it's gonna be. It's going to be when you want to buy a home and move up and they don't. When they, It's constantly going to reappear. It's not – I get it because if you thought one time – it's not one time. They are establishing their way, and you're establishing your way. And, and it seems people don't change. People don't jerk back and Sometimes, get into Sometimes, though, it's dishonesty in both parts, where one party is like, okay, well, I'll always provide. And another is like, okay, well, then this is what I want. Sometimes it's that we, as a society, think that we need to be presentational with wealth, and it becomes mm-hmm. something that maybe is agreed to. In the beginning and then just deteriorates, though. Like, I sometimes think, like, we show people how we want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would say to agree with you and to add to make sure you're very clear with what your wants are and what your desires are. And if that person can't hear that, then, yeah, you should not be together. Well, even if you went to couples counseling, I really do believe this. I think a couples counselor would say... Yeah, this is something to be worked out. This is not a little deal. I don't think a couples counselor would scoff at this concept of we both, you know, want to have different weddings. And, and I, yeah. But again, if I thought it was something like oh, I think I said what I wanted to say already. <laughs> <laughs> at least I caught myself. Well, is there something you want to add? No, there is something I want to. Yeah, add. there's something because I am in agreement with you. Oh, I know. One hundred percent. Oh, about uh, oh, what I, I would I do if I had a wedding. About, oh, yes. What would you it's, do? So it's, it's not really that complicated, but I think it would make a great wedding. And this would have to be with your significant other. Uh, you could throw in some of the standards, like the cake cutting service. You, I'm, I'm, this would maybe include that. If Okay, I don't care about it, the traditional cake cutting service. Yeah, I skipped it. But, but uh, if somebody wanted it, it would still play into my idea. Okay. You could still do a few of the traditional things. You can even do a dance, although there's so many things they miss. The, the dance between the husband and the wife and the mom and the dad, they should always play half the song. <laughs> half the song. Unless it's requested that, you know, I would ask. It would be, yeah. you would ask. You go, hey, sometimes we cut it in half. A lot of times people aren't used to dancing and we cut it in half. Every <laughs> No one ever fucking thinks to ask that. And then some people might not want to. Yeah. But I know a lot of people go, thank you, cut it in half. <laughs> They're just not comfortable dancing. They do it because it's tradition. Yeah, cut it in half. But anyway, here's what it is. Okay. Uh, you pick, I know a restaurant in mind that I'm thinking of. Uh, but you pick a restaurant and that's got an outdoor patio area. Big patio area. It's nice. It's cool. It's trees. You walk in every night. You're like, this is a great atmosphere, right? Close it down. Have a seven-piece band. Or mm. a great DJ. But, it's, but I'm saying you, this is really would, you could put a lot of your money into the band because you're not dealing with catered food anymore. Yeah. So you just say, six-piece band. Just a kick fucking ass band, right? Yeah. Have it outside. Order off the menu. Great. Just order off the menu, whatever you want, whenever you want it. Yes. And maybe have the waiters and waitresses a little dressed up a little bit more that are roaming around. You have a yes. little little heavier man. Like if there would normally be six people outside or four, you'd have eight. It would yes. be obvious that it is a man. You know what I mean by a man yeah. party. The, tra- the, the tables are getting clean. Like it's, it's – and then order off the menu. If you get there and you're hungry, you know what? How many times at 11 o'clock you're like – I'd love to order just something right now. And they just bring it out. And the music, so you've got good food, drinks, and music. Not a lot of planning. Yeah. 
and it's going to be a kick-ass party. I bet nowhere near as expensive as a, as a wedding. As a full wedding? Even if you let everybody order and drink everything they wanted, because they get you with the catering. There's something about, I like... I know, but then you'd have to... You would have to, like, guarantee a price, though. They oh, would have yeah, to yeah, get, yeah, yeah. But you'd hit it. Yeah, you would you'd probably hit it. hit it with drink and everything. Your main expenses, you wouldn't believe how much that cake... That cake I know. per slice. It's ridiculous. And you could get it cheaper, you just as nice. You absolutely could. Yeah, so maybe yeah. just having desserts at people choose their desserts that they want. You didn't see. You did something that I like. You could at your wedding sit. You just sat. You found groups you wanted to sit with. You I never know. made anybody sit down and like. I didn't. A, we did a late eight p.m. So it was just like heavy past hors d'oeuvres and drinks and you know I what though? cut brownies. By the <laughs> like, way, uh, you. I'm not, I'm not just saying this because we could pass by. You did hors d'oeuvres like you're supposed to do hors d'oeuvres. If you're going to you. do them, like they were fucking coming out. Like yeah. you weren't hungry. Yeah, sliders. They, they were coming out and come. No, it was more mac than and that. cheese. I don't know, I'm listing everything. Dumplings. <laughs> I had Kebabs. dumplings. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they came out. It wasn't yeah. like so. If you were hungry, I like it that way because I'll eat throughout the whole night. Yeah. And they kept coming out. Like an hour later, food Gotta kept coming out. Gotta soak up that alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. Thank you, Todd. I gave you five hundred dollars. Be honest. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you how much my dress was, so no. I'll give you more. What do you Thank want? You. I never know what they give my niece. No, my my cousin had her bar mitzvah. My right. brothers, my mom's husbands, my my mom's brothers, son's daughter, my second cousin. Okay. My mom's <laughs> brothers, brothers, son's daughter. Yeah, second cousin. I never know what to give at a bar mitzvah. You know what? Is, is twenty dollars enough? <laughs> I give 10. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, we got to go in for the clothes. God, it just goes so it goes so quick. It's so much fun. You people. I got, you know, without you I have nothing except my Roomba. <laughs> As I look into the fire. Maybe soon I feel the heat. Mhm. Brings to mind that old story. You know what we never did read tweets. What oh. time is it? I hate doing asking that. It's so unprofessional. Nine thirty-one. Alrighty, <laughs> it all does go so quick. <laughs> Jake, you doing all right? Doing great. I like that song. I like that song that we were just playing. Surprised you haven't brought up what you did to my house at all. I know. Is that not something you didn't want to talk about? Uh, no, no, not at all. Nick, uh, uh, it. Jake asked me to come over to his house, and. Uh, uh, help him with it. You know, help give him some ideas. Yeah. And even he said later, he goes, I thought you were just come over, do this, do that. Well, I became fucking obsessed. Mm. And uh, it, it, he, the one thing that's, that made it cool to do was he has planking floors. That's the one redeeming thing in his place. Everything else was horrible. And, uh, <laughs> but the planking floors, it's like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was, I, as soon as I, I saw it, I went, I know what to fucking do. There's like this weird, and I found, I became obsessed with making it like pulling it off in one day and the way i pull it off in one day is i'm not good at carpenter you need someone there if you're going to do shit like that i like to do you need a guy there with a carpenter that is every tool and this guy that i know is like that he'll charge you know he has a day rate and um he has an air gun he has every fucking tool you need he makes it happen and it happens quick if you go could you make a like a shitty little wood frame for around the mirror in the bathroom? He's outside. Uh. And it's fun and it's cathartic and it's too good to be true. Yeah. Like the kitchen cabinets are really gross. He took a router and he made lines in them so it looked like three uh. planks. 
He threw knobs on them. We uh, we painted them. And then it looks like three things in a row. Yeah. We made a chalkboard out of probably a piece of paneling, which was $4, four by eight. And then we got the cheapest wood in the world. He made a frame around it, but he slants it on the corners. He puts it together. He routers it a little. The chalkboard, literally four by eight feet in the kitchen. Cabinets are painted. He's got a sofa that's a really cool sofa. It's big, but it's it's like really gross. So I'm like, what the fuck? It's just ugly. What? (laughs) Right, right. But it's a great sofa because it's really comfortable and it can be as a second bed. So it's really big and it's great. Being a comedian, you know, your friends come down. It's nice to be able to say crash. Guess what I did? I bought a I bought a I bought a uh, paint tarp. A paint tarp from Home Depot, a canvas one, the tan yeah. ones. Yeah. Put it in the washer with like a bottle of uh, softener. Okay. It it was crazy. Oh wow. Put it over it. It looked good. Took his bed. We made a he has no place for there's no storage at all. No storage. We made a bed, literally no b- bullshit with with Boys. T- with 12 2 by 4s And that guy outside made a bed frame. Get rid of the mattress because that takes up room. The uh, box spring. Oh, got it. He put the bed like a foot and a half high. Foot and a half high. Ooh, Japanese style. And then all that fucking storage underneath. Put a wooden Venetian blind up. But this guy, Jacob, is not Jacob, um, Joshua, is there. And he is just, first of all, he has a really good sense of humor. You know, like he gets my sense of humor. Did you notice that when we were? Yeah, yeah. He knows to laugh at my jokes. I give him extra. (laughs) And we were, he was just outside. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> it looks so good, his place. We can we put some of the pictures up online. So Jake. So anyway, it really did in the final hour. I got nervous because we got there on a Sunday. I didn't realize the neighbors would complain, and they were right to. Oh really? So we're like trying to move it out towards the street, but we pull it all together, and it really does look. I mean, it, it came together really. Oh, like he had the you know you know fluorescent bulb. By the way, yeah. this is if I ever had a show. One of the things I wanted to do, like ridiculously small amounts of money. What can you do? Like you know, Change literally fluoresce, fluorescent <laughs> bulbs in the kitchen. You know, tube bulbs. Yes. Six of them. Uh, you know, three in one, three in the other, and the cases are gone. Not that that would make it look any better. I just found cool burlap and we pinned it up over it. They're not hot, and there's no fucking way the bur- burlap is touching it. But it just, we pinned it up and made it. And now it, it lessened the light by like 50% in there. Yeah. Just that alone. Then the cabinets are painted. You, you don't see all the mistakes because now you got rid of the, I mean, it's bright now. It was disgusting bright. <laughs> it just toned it down. Yeah. Same thing in the bathroom. Grounded we took, like, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks good. Ooh. It's the coolest part about me now. He, so Jake is funny. He goes, I'm trying to get people to come over to my house. He would like text me and he goes, I just asked an Uber driver if he needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most I ever talked about that stuff. I hope it doesn't. I don't Why? regret it in the morning. Really? It's not because it's not. Um, I'm a tough man. All right. We started Maybe. the show this way. You should have seen me doing it. I was like, I smoke a cigar. My ride's right. here. Aristotle, Aristotle. By the way, Aristotle, Aristotle. Aristotle. Oh. Oh. I'm so hungry, and I'm going to go eat, and I'm going to really enjoy it. <laughs> Just want everyone to know that. Um. All right. Okay. Play that one more time, just for like 20, 20 seconds. As I look into the fire. This is Nick Lipa's song. If I have a silly dance party, this is the type of music I would play. Picture just getting into the groove. That's right. Sing a song of friendly 
Well, I do have one question for you before we go. Oh, yeah, anything. <laughs> perfect. I know what you're doing because you know, and it's funny. You just did the perfect, perfect read. Perfect read, I would give you. For this scene, they would go, it's a question. It's been asked before. You just, you're, you're an open book, basically. You said it all. Oh, my God, sure, anything. Now, I do want to ask you a serious question. Okay. And I don't want to get uh, personal. But uh, the reason you see Gary probably thought I was going to forget. This is a question. This is honestly a question from a listener. Uh, it's actually a few questions from a listener. Gary writes us from wherever he lives. Piscashawan. Piscashawan. How long have you been dating Scott? Oh, we've been together for 15 years. Oh, my God. That's cool. Is he seeing anybody? No, I'm serious. He, he's seeing me. Tom. Oh, that's not. You know what? I'm so, I always thought you two would be happy together. How about you? Have you, have you met? I wish you would meet somebody. I, <laughs> I really do. Uh, yeah. We're, Who did you meet? Did you meet somebody? Scott. Scott and I are together. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you you. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I like him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Are you, are you seeing anybody? Just him. Just how him, about, Todd. How about Scott? Is he seeing anybody? Uh, me, Todd. <laughs> All right. That's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> God, this, Gary. Let me just, oh, okay, here's the only, he goes, the only question, if you don't have time to ask all my questions, I understand. This is the only question, there's if there's one that I could only ask her one question. Okay, I see, he's basically saying, he has five questions, but he's, this is the one we'll go to, this is the one. With Scott, do you, uh, you fuck that shit? Come on! Yes, we are going to dance the whole song.
obviously, they don't have to know my marriage. I mean, we're just two humans. Like, have a sense of humor, Kulab. Dot com.